Rowena Dooley asking Seoul citizens to report for duty. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's Griffin Gaming RPG, and welcome back to another week of Soul Citizens. And I'm here with my good friend, the one and the only, the, in, what's the, how do you say that word? Inimitable? I don't know if that's how you pronounce the word. Anyway, you know who he is. Fastcart. What's up, buddy? <laughs> I can you big word for me. Just say. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I was, I was trying Hello, to. Everybody. I was trying to find oh, a way buddy, to. I was trying to find, a, ahead, find a way sorry. to elevate you. I was trying to find a way to elevate you. You know what I mean? I couldn't think Give of me a around. word. <laughs> now, see there, you finally got. Listen, you know what? I wish I had some horns to blow off. You finally got me to laugh at something. <laughs> do, I have, let me see, do I have something that I don't know if I have something I could I could, I could cheer with? I don't have any good sound effect. I can't use that. It's not, not you that. really that. No, it's not that. I got to find something to cheer. I got you know. I need to put a cheer thing in. Thank you. You actually got me to laugh when I give me a ramp was good. You're no, getting you better. don't. Because you use it so infrequently, it's not even worth putting on. Mm. <laughs> you are getting better. You must be taking comedy courses because you're getting better. You got me to laugh. Uh, anyway, hope Finally, you got it. took on three years, three years. It took three years. Yeah, it took three years. Actually, you've gotten me laugh a couple of times. So anyway, it's good to see everybody here. Thank you guys for joining us today. As always, we appreciate you being here. Um, uh, Fast Cart and I are here today by ourselves. We are uh, holding the fort down as we are just a little less than two weeks away from CitizenCon. Uh, the anticipation is building and we are looking forward to seeing you there. Those of you who are going to be coming. I, you know, Fast Car, we haven't really talked about what we're going to do that weekend. I think maybe this is a good time to maybe share with some people. Maybe we should wait till the end because there'll be more people here at the end, right? So maybe we should wait yeah. till the end. Okay, we'll wait till the end. Um, but anyway, thank you guys for being here. Um, let's see. I didn't change our September total, as you can see at the top of the screen. <laughs> I just noticed I didn't change that, so I need to change it. Well, it, it is. No, it's the second week. It's the second week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm well, going to say it's the first week. Well, you know why? Because you, you didn't change the scene from last we had <laughs> Right, and we had the whole St. Jude thing going on last week. There was We were juggling so many things. We did not change our subscriber right. thing. I might do it while we're sitting here talking, guys. When the video's running, maybe I'll change it then. But you guys have put us at our September goal easily. We're going to make sure that we... We're going to modulate that number a little bit so it's not like we're, you know, we'll we'll take some of the September number and put it into the October number because we know some people have given last week and this week. So thank you guys so much for, for all of your generosity. Um, <clears throat> today's show is entitled Working at Cloud Imperium. And you might say, how do you guys know what it's like to work at Cloud Imperium? Well, you didn't know that FastCart and I actually work for Cloud Imperium. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, we don't work for Cloud Imperium. We have, <laughs> we have visited, we have visited, right? You've been there before, right? And I've been, I've, there, and, before. And I've been there before. In America. Yeah, yeah, I've been there before. And so uh, that doesn't necessarily give us any expertise in sharing about what it means to work there. Uh, we could tell you some things probably a little bit um, uh, that's not NDA related. Um, uh, yeah, I think we could in a little bit, but we'll do that when we get to talking about the, uh, the, the different uh, uh, offices that they have. Um, but today, Wow, thank you so much for that, thank you, Nomad. Nomad. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate that. Nomad is one of our team members. Thank you, Nomad. Um, but yeah, this is going to be talking about uh, 
Cloud Imperium games. And this is, you know, normally when we're here, we're here to talk to you guys about Star Citizen or Squadron 42 or game development, stuff like that. That is not the show this week. So if you're here to hear about the latest with 3.21 or the wormholes or the gates or the stations or whatever, we ain't gonna be talking about that today. What we are gonna be talking about is something that, you know, it's funny, FC, um, you and I have talked about this. We've had conversations with Disco about the formatting of the different shows that CIG has had over the years, right? And um, maybe you could tell people you know, we've seen all these different shows from back with Lore Makers and Bug Smashers and Reverse the Verse and all that. But maybe you could share with folks, Vengeful, thank you, also for thank 34 you. months. Thank you, thank you. Maybe you could tell people what, what uh, Disco shared with us about why they have like a short show on Friday and then they've got the SCL on, on I mean, I'm sorry, on Thursday, and then SCL on Friday, what the differences are in those two shows. <laughs> um. I wanted, well, this was back in the day, so wanted, one was more laid back for the developers, just sit back and, and talk. The mm -hmm. other one is more like a um, more professional formatted uh, show that people can um, t uh, find out what the developers do at, at, at CIG. But both shows are designed, according to Disco, and I don't think I'm revealing anything here, are, to, are designed to humanize the, 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 the developers because, you know, typically when you develop it, when a, a company does something that players don't like, they receive all these kind of, not, not just bad press, but sometimes they, the people go so far to, to send death press and stuff like that. <clears throat> so, uh, Jared w w wanted to prevent that from uh, uh, by, by humanizing the developers. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't just because of threats necessarily, but it was just to give a different, a different view inside of a company, right? Because most game right. companies, he said it, you don't get to know who the people are that are actually working there every day. And so, you know, the ISCs are like that more, you know, real nutshell, 10 to 15 minutes of giving you the hottest and the latest. And for those of you who are into the, and it's nothing that's not substantial, it does have substance, but if you're into the more exciting things like what ship is being worked on or what's the latest project or what's the next feature or mission. That's Thursday. Friday though mm -hmm. is more about development and SCL goes for an hour on the average. Sometimes it's SCL live. Sometimes it's ask the devs it's varied, but it's much more in depth about game development. Now I always find it interesting. I like watching both shows. Um, especially ISC is easy, right? 12 minutes, 15 minutes. You can knock that out. Um, nowadays, yeah. right, nowadays, right? I remember back when it was an hour. <laughs> right, right. But I'm saying right now you can watch it and, yeah. you know, but SCL, you either got to commit that hour's time or you got to spend some time to come back and forth and watch it. I'm always interested, kind of fascinated that people aren't that interested in the Friday. They're more interested in Thursday, it seems like, than Friday. And I get that to a certain degree. Um, but I, both shows to me are important. You know, uh, when I watch the Friday show, that also kind of helps me temper my feelings about the development of the game. I don't know if that makes any sense or not, but it, it does. Uh, you can't see me in Discord. Oh, I'm sorry, Fastcard. Um, you could have just said that. <laughs> um, wow. He's being discreet. I know, that's okay. Um, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I got too many screens you, you told me up. Not to say well, about I, 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 know, I know, but I got so many screens up. I got to try to figure out where I hear a beep. And I'm like, where's the beep coming from? Um, but um, yeah, you know, that, that Friday show helps me in some ways. It makes things a little easier for me to see where, you know, the development is going when I hear it directly from the devs, you know, but you know, for some people, know. you know, go ahead. 
And so, so it, well, for some people, it just it just a lot to get through. Like this, like sometimes you have to. There are like two few nuggets in an hour long show for mm -hmm. the, for them to like. And that's why they like uh, the number fire, for instance, who who dig, dig, digging those nuggets out and, and tell them in like two or two, two or three minutes or less. Yeah. So yeah. That's true. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, so anyway, we're going to be talking about a lot of what you hear at the beginning of SCLs. Uh, Jared walks off into a, a welcome and an introduction, but then he usually asks whoever is going to be on the show for that day to say who they are and also tell a little bit about what they do and what their career and position is. And not just what their, their position is, but what they do at CIG. Wow, New Souls, thank you so much for the sub. Brakazog, as always, thank you also for the sub. We appreciate you. Man, these people have been around for a long time, 26 yeah. and 27 months. I know. They've, <laughs> they've been around longer than I have. Boy, they've been around a long time. I'm not sure I'm always here, you know? Um, but anyway, we're going to go ahead and jump into this because we've got a lot to show you guys, a lot to talk about. Um, and as you guys know, we're still continuing our fundraising for St. Jude Children's Hospital. Let me say this to you, those of you who are giving. We appreciate the subs. We really, really, really do. Um, and I wish I'd said this earlier, but St. Jude is really on our hearts and minds right now. And we really are still pushing toward our goal. We are at, uh, where are we at, Fast Cards? 6,000. We're 250 away from 6,000 in our next giveaway. $250 away from the $6,000 um, mark goal, uh, where we'd be doing another giveaway. Uh, so we really want to ask that you guys would consider putting your direction towards St. Jude. We know we're trying to get to $10,000. We have exact, what's the date, the 18th, the 8th? So we have 10, yep. 11, 12. We've got 12 days. We've got 12 days, 13 Good. days, roughly. Yeah, 13 oh, yeah. days, 13 days to make that target. And so smack a beer. Thank you, smack a beer 90 for, for following. Appreciate that. So we want you guys to really think about, consider, throw that $5 at $4.99, whatever it is you're giving towards us. If, you, if you're giving out bulk subs, Throw it towards St. Jude this month. Uh, it would really help us reach the closer to that goal. Plus, we do some giveaways, which would be great. We'll even more giveaways. Um, we really, really appreciate that. Okay, so let's uh, get ready to, as they would say, jump into it. Uh, let's see, where are we going, Fast Car? We're going here. Make sure I go to the right page and go to the right thing. Okay, Cloud Imperium Games. Uh, I feel good. There goes Ops Chief. Ops Chief, thank you so much for the sub. Thank you for the subscription. Appreciate it, appreciate it, appreciate it. Um, okay, let's do this first. Some of you may have never been to Cloud Imperium's website. Uh, we're going to put the link in there for you. Uh, feel free to take a look at it. If you're not interested in being a developer, you know, not a big deal. But as a backer, there are some things here that you'll be interested in. There's information about the various studios. You can find the financial reports for those of you who are always wondering, what are they doing with all that money? You can go here and see. Um, they're annual tax, not tax reports, annual financial reports that they publish uh, for the community. They're required to do that. Um, and they put that out at the end of every, so what should be up now is 2022, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's what should be up right now. Um, but let me scroll through here for a little bit for you. Uh, this is their website. Um, and this is, it's a, an attractive site. You know, if somebody's interested in working for them, there's some very cool things here. Their articles, their latest announcement. This one was, and these are usually major announcements. So this is when Cloud uh, Imperium Group acquires Turbulent. Um, notice they were called Cloud Imperium Group, which is interesting, Fast Cart, instead of Cloud Imperium Games. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, they've been changing the name like this is their third time. We Cotton Pilling Game, then Cotton Pilling Group. Yep, and now they're back to Cloud Imperium Games again, from what I understand. I don't know what they're called. You know, I, just, I don't know. I just, yeah, <laughs> I, I just got in I, I just say CIG. Yeah. The mama called them CIG, so I'm going to call them CIG. Yeah. Now they say here they believe in exceptional talent. Uh, you can answer the call. Uh, they have offers in the US and the UK and Germany for their growing team. As you guys can see, there are plenty of jobs here. AI programmers, Cortex programmers, engine engine programmers, gameplay capture artists, gameplay programmers, global IT director, graphic programmers, junior accounts assistants, animation programmers, junior network programmers, tools, UI, gameplay, network marketing artist, network programmers, physics programmer, sales operations and you guys in sales and marketing there you go out that's in austin uh senior ai designers senior animators more gameplay more senior graphics programmers um senior q a automation tester there you go for those of you who want to get in the q a that's one of the entries that's supposed to assist seniors though, so maybe they want you to have some experience i don't know um tools programmers this is all over you guys can see on the right here they outline where all these are manchester frankfurt Austin's in here. A um, little bit of everything. Thank you for the follow. Thank you for the follow. Who was that? Uh, didn't say. Zip, oh, Zip Zam. Zip Zam. There you go. Zip Zam. And I think I think at the top you you, you can sort by different the different studios. The different studios. Top, mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, you can subcategories and everything. Yeah. So yeah. this this is the other information that's out here. Um, let's see what else is on here on the website. Uh, let's see. This is just news that we talked about earlier. This is the thing I want to focus on on the left here. This is the uh, lobby for the new studio in Manchester that you guys know that they moved into. They also moved in just a little bit before that. They did offices over in Frankfurt as well. You guys can go back and watch on this Cloud Imperium website. They have several videos of when they were moving into offices. And you can kind of see the growth of the company over the years from when they were in that little house. It was like a little house garage thing in Austin yeah. back in the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, it's it's and, grown. And, 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 and I have to address. I don't have to, but I want to address. Mm -hmm. Like people are, uh, some people say, why are they spending all this money on 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 these decorations? And you know, like the, like the and what was it in Los Angeles that they had the RSI door? That it's not coming out of uh, not too much out of it. It's coming out out of the uh, the budget for it for the uh, the game, you know, stuff like that. Some, sometimes people would donate um, uh, decorations and stuff like that, but this one this one's probably built like like this, so I don't think it's going to impact the bottom line too much. No, <clears throat> I mean anybody who's seen game studios, and I'm sure many of you guys have. Game studios are designed to have a certain aesthetic and look to them. It is both for those who are working there and those who are also financing them as well. Building a studio is about building a studio and you create a certain atmosphere in that studio. Certain things may feel like, well, why are they this thing? And you can have waste, mind you, everybody can have waste, but there's also a proportionate aspect or level of, if you're a triple A company, you can't come in looking like that you're going to Walmart. Uh, you really want to make sure that you're like a, a more high end Chanel, you know, but without going overboard, you don't want to go overboard. Um, and so you're right, Fast Card. Sometimes people will ask that question. I know when I was watching the video when they did the promo for Starfield, they had a beautiful um, lobby. And no one complained about their there. office. <laughs> well, uh, you know, they, but it's also not backer funder money, right? I mean, that's money that that's they've true. earned over the years. So I understand why people may have concerns about make, wanting to know where their money is going to so that it's not being wasted. 
Um, but a lot of the stuff that CIG they did themselves, a lot of the work that they did, they did themselves. Um, and then there's the times you just gotta, you gotta spend money if you're a triple A company, it's not a big deal, you know, uh, and the fruits of the labor is there too. So anyway, let's, let's get past that. I just want to kind of give you guys the idea take a look at their website. If you've never been there before, uh, there is a join us page. If you want to know about benefits, uh, what it's like to work there, you know, check it out. Here are all the different studios that they have. They're in LA, uh, in Austin, both of those in the United States, Frankfurt over in Germany, and you've got Montreal in the, U I'm sorry, Manchester in the UK. And then of course, Montreal in Canada, which is the newest studio. There were other studios. They've opened up and closed other uh, studios from different points at a time, but these are the ones that they're marketing right now. And again, here are the various disciplines that they have. Uh, if you're interested in that as well, animation, art, audio, corporate operations, design, development operations, engineering and programming, marketing, and publishing. A lot of different jobs there, FastCard. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah. A lot of different jobs. And uh, none of them I'm qualified for, so that's why I don't work there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm a little envious. You know, I, there, you know, I was into computer programming for a while, and I wish that I had stayed with it. This was a long time ago before it had, it is the thriving industry that it is now. Uh, back then, if mm -hmm. you were to go get into computers, it was that you could go fix a Xerox machine later on when you graduated. It wasn't about doing all this major computer stuff. I mean, you could do some computer things, but uh, yeah, we could go back to the days of Control Data Institute and DeVry Institute and be like. Yeah, we remember those days of going into computers. Um, but anyway, I will not belabor the point on that. Let's jump into it. Um, what's our very first topic we're going to be talking about here? Um, animation director. Um, again, what we're going to show you guys are the intros that uh, CIG does with, with, with Jarrett. The way he intros and talks in FastCart and I are just going to give our feedback on it. Of course, you guys can share things in chat. If we see something there, we may talk about it. Uh, but we're going to get through these because we are going to watch an episode of SCL uh, that talks about what it really means to work in the studios there. So let's hit this very first one. This is for the animation director. And can you explain this so I can see it live? Oh, I'm sorry. Not, but... I'm sorry. I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting. <laughs> I keep forgetting. I got to hook up fast card, y'all. Give me one second. It's been one of those weeks, guys. <laughs> it's been one of those long weeks. I'm still recuperating. Thank you. Is that better? All right, my friend. There yes. you go. All right, here we go. Every show is somebody's first, and because we haven't had you on the show in in, in a couple of years, I know. Uh, not since before heart. the pandemic. I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't think we ever had you on during the pandemic. I can't remember. Maybe. Mm -mm. I've done a lot of these. Yeah. It's hard to keep them straight. Uh, tell everybody who you are and what you do for Star Citizen. Yeah. So. You said my name is Steve Bender. I'm the animation director at Cloud Imperium. And um, I oversee the creation of animation largely for things like the player and for the AI in the game. I also shoot motion capture, direct motion capture. I work with the uh, different designers and design leads in laying out, working to, to figure out how something's going to, to work, what animations need to go in there, how they combine, uh, and things like that. So um, I'm really lucky in that I have, me, myself, I have a great team, a great animation team that works on this project, so it's not me doing it. Mm -hmm. It's I'm working with these, these talented animators. You say it's not me doing it, but yeah. I have seen you inside the, the suit with the with the ping pong balls on more than one occasion. Well, that, Sometimes it is. That is you true. Sometimes it. late at night I get into the suit and, and sort of dance no, around. I, know. I, I, mean, I mean for work. Don't. Oh, right. 
Yeah, 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 of course. Uh, in fact, just last week, just last week, I was I was wearing the I was I was wearing the mocap suit for work. For work, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, um, fast car. Oh boy, I'm losing my voice. Fast car. Bender's been around for a long time. Do you remember? Yes, he has, and 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 he he. I don't, I don't want to say clown, but he is. He he's funny. He, mm -hmm. I, I, I like I like when Bender is on, especially when especially when more than one of them gets on with them. That they go back and forth. It's always a fun time seeing him. It is. It is. One of the things I found interesting here is something that that uh, Disco's talked about about how quite often at Cloud Imperium. Um, People kind of help pick up the slack for other people and do things. He's, you know, Disco's talked about how sometimes he'll see something that needs to be done and he'll kind of go lend a hand to somebody else if he has the expertise to do it. And I was just thinking about Bender saying that, you know, there have been times when he's jumped into the mocap suit, right? And, you know, we don't really think about what that means, but it means that they didn't have to hire an actor to come in to do maybe five or 10 minutes worth of work. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, normally they would have, if it's something simple, I'm sure they shoot some mocap and maybe there's just some gesture or something that's needed. Um, the fact that he's even willing to say, you know what, let me just go in here and do this real quick to make sure it gets done. Versus now we got to get an agent, we got to book somebody, somebody's got to come in just for three minutes worth of something. You know what I mean? Because um, there are some people who would be like, that's not my job. <laughs> you know, mm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing that, you know. But the fact that his, it seems like his goal is to get the job done. You know what I mean? Um, and it's uh, one of the things I do like about these videos as we watch them is that people who work at the company seem to genuinely like working at the company. Maybe, maybe you guys don't know this, but Disco gives a certain period of time before he approaches people about being able to come on this show. And it's not mandatory. They don't say it's not in their contract that if you work for Cloud Imperium, you've got to do interviews. Uh, I think he says he gives them three to six months to be in a position. <clears throat> and he's talked to all of the lead directors so that the leads know that. And then he goes and talks to the lead and then he works out something that the person wants to come on. If it's a topic that they're interested in, if the people want to volunteer and speak, they do. Um, but, you know, it is kind of cool that, you know, that, that, that it's an open policy and it's not like a mandatory, like these people are being made to come on camera because that, that would be right. pretty disingenuous, you know. And, and Disco like to say that they have a probation period just to see if they fit within the company before they go on screen. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's Steve Bender. We're going to go. That was with the animation director. Let's go to the audio team. On the show this week, esteemed members of our audio team and Phil. Uh, so let's <laughs> go around the table and introduce us. Uh, tell everybody who you are and what you do for the Star, for Star Citizen. Phil, we'll go ahead and start with you. Go ahead. Hi, I'm just Phil. Uh, no, I'm the uh, lead sound designer on, uh, uh, for the audio team. Lead sound designer. What does a lead sound designer do? Um, so I'll, I'll take the, the direction from uh, Darren Lamborn, the audio director, and I'll work with the, the sound designers, um, the other audio disciplines in the team, like audio code. We've got Graham here, and we've got dialogue, we've got Bob. Um, and uh, we'll just work together to try and uh, make sure we're hitting our milestones and make sure the creative vision, the technical vision is kind of achieved in game. All right. Graham, who are you and what do you do for Star Citizen? Hello, I'm Graham Phillipson. I'm lead audio programmer and uh, it's nice to be at this table again. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was not hired because I could speak clearly. 
It's like okay. the, I mean, the, I certainly wasn't either. So the the the, the, the hosting <laughs> parts are the parts that everybody sees, but that's not actually my job. This, this is this is the thing that I do on the on the side stuff. Uh, what explain what a programmer a, a, a programmer? Uh, how does an audio programmer differ from an audio designer? So an audio program is very much about implementing the the vision of the audio designer and attempting to sort of uh, model the real world sound you would expect from certain things or the fake world sound that you might expect from a, a very fictional universe. Gotcha. So yeah, it's, it's, it's all about uh, writing lots of code to support what these guys want to do. Okay. Uh, and last but certainly not least, uh, the man with the greatest hair at CIG. Yeah, I said it. I said it, Brian. It's Bob Rizzolo. Bob, who are you? Oh. What do you do for Star Citizen? Oh, you got me competing against Brian. No, no, that's bad. <laughs> um, yeah, my name is Bob. I'm the lead dialogue dude. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I make the words come alive. Uh, no, uh, you know, it's it's very similar to what, what Phil said there. It's uh, the, the narrative. They have the creative vision and, and uh, you know, we, we get the actors in and we take it from uh, uh, you know their performance and make it sound beautiful and get it in the game and you know especially with dialogue it's a huge amount of uh, assets in, in a lot of uh, you know especially these uh, you know narrative driven games and uh, it's it's a lot of basically organization and, and uh, managing a ton amount of assets. <laughs> you make the words come alive and I kill them. I just <laughs> murdered the words. <laughs> okay. Um, audio, something that, um, you know, it's, it's funny, fast cart, um, in film, uh, when you go to film school, they, we talk about the fact that audio is 50% of the experience when it comes to a film. Uh, and I think in games, would you think it's probably the same thing? Uh, I think that, I think they said it on, um, <laughs> on, on the SEO a couple of times, it, it's similar for, for games. And sometimes it can be more depending on, especially depending on the genre of game, like say power or something like you, um, you need the, the, the audio to really come alive for people to, for people to really immerse themselves in it. Yeah. So yeah, 50% make, make a lot of sense. Yeah. And you know, I can't believe Jared just, Put him up against Eric Kyron, Kyron Davis, and Brian Chambers when it comes to hair. He would hear. That's not a fair fight. Yeah, he, <laughs> threw it, he threw it in there and said, I said it, Brian. That is funny. Um, <laughs> I, I did like to talk, talked about the fact of the audio designer versus the programmer and talking about the distinctiveness. And I think one of the reasons why we're doing this is that we hear all these titles in these positions, but we don't always know what they do. Like, I, I mean, obviously, if I hear somebody say they're the lead programmer, I get that, that they're the lead, they're the person who leads over maybe two or three or four people in a team. Um, but I never really understood like what it meant to be junior or this, cause you know, and they say this on SCL, several of the, the devs will say this, it's different in every company. Different companies right. kind of label these positions a little bit. They're, they're kind of in general the same, but they could be kind of tweaked to fit whatever that company needs. So where you've got somebody who is the engineer uh, or the programmer, the engineer may be the person who does the recordings and, you know, comes up with the raw sounds or whatever, but then you've got the person who programs it and tweaks it to make it fit within the genre of the game or the story of the game. You know, all these different people have these different roles and they work together, which is kind of cool. That's the other thing I've noticed. A lot of these people work together in teams, you know what I mean? So they're communicating yeah. with what it is they're doing. Um, it's pretty interesting. I saw Abro Kusanagi said it would be interesting if they were to talk about their backgrounds and how they got there. 
Emerald, some of these they will. They'll talk about what they, they did do. previously. Yeah, especially, I think the last couple of days they, they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll talk about what they did previously. Some of them will say, This is my first job in this area. Some people will say, I've worked at these studios. Some of them will say what schools they went to. It just kind of varies. Uh, one of the things I can tell you, though, is that when I was doing the research for this, you know, you, you'll see the names are popping up with their titles. That's because I literally looked up every person that's on here and, and, and found what their official title was and what their name was. But there's also quite a few of them, there's a LinkedIn page. So if you want to be able to go there and see what their educational background is, maybe where they went to go study, that would be a good place to do it. Also, if you go to CitizenCon and you bump into these people, I'm sure you could walk up to them and ask them, hey, I saw you, you know, where'd you go to get to learn to be a so-and-so? And guarantee you, they'll be happy to probably tell you, you know, how they got to where they are, you know, in the industry. So, but uh, yeah, that's the audio team. Who we got next, Fast Card, after audio, who's next? Uh- that is well got me looking at the thing yeah. uh you have uh, modular, modular content team. Yeah, modular content team i think it's uh nice. with members of our esteemed uh modular content team let's bring them on here we've got uh joel say hi joel hi we got cairo hey everybody and eddie hello eddie why are you in like four threes pan and scan i do not know <laughs> Is that, is that watching an old VHS I do, I'm pretty sure my webcam is 780p, so I'm not sure why I'm, uh, yeah, 4x3. Just reminiscing yeah, over, yeah, yeah, over got, better times. The, the nostalgia thing. It's, it's like on. we rented you from the Blockbuster. We're yeah, just watching yeah. you on an old school VHS. Yeah, I need some scan lines and stuff. <laughs> so, uh, the modular content, is it still the modular content? Because I know there's been some reorganization. Um, we sort of dub ourselves the Sandbox One team these days. Um, yeah, because we have multiple Sandbox teams. So, yes, but we are responsible for the slightly smaller, more modular um, and things that get scattered all over the place kind of content rather than the sort of more bespoke landing zone content. Yeah. And uh, your job on the team, what's your your title and what do you do, Eddie? Uh, I am senior lead on the team. So, um, yeah, I um, organize things and uh, make sure everyone's happy and try my best to get things out for when uh, when we need them out, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cairo, this is your first video for Star Citizen, either pre-recorded or live. Welcome to the show. Who are you yes, and yeah, what do you do for Star Citizen? Uh, yeah, I'm Cairo. I'm an environment artist, too. I just joined the team in January, and I'm all the way here from South Africa. So, yeah, it's been a good time. enjoying it. And I will say Cairo uh, has been killing it since pretty much day one. So You started yeah. in January, you said? Yeah, I think I got you New Year's Day, started on the 10th, something like that. We, we, we actually legitimately have a six-month moratorium period. We usually don't have people on the show <laughs> in the first six months. We don't. We try not to scare them away. Basically, it's 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 not official. It's a, it's a deal that I have made with all the leads and directors that I won't scare their new hires away in the first six months uh, by going that. But uh, so we're we're skirting that just a little bit. But I appreciate you being here. Um, and then uh, Joel, uh, no stranger to Star Citizen uh, uh, videos, uh, CitizenCon, ISC, SCLs before, but it's, it's somebody's first show. So who are you? What do you do for Star Citizen? Yeah, I'm Joel. I'm a senior environment artist too on the Sandbox One team. And I just do the art and I do level setup and I just do the art. With others. Yeah, just do, just it, do, do the, the art. art. That's simple. <laughs> I mean, yeah, slightly downplaying Joel's role there, I would say. But, you know, he's a modest guy. What can I say? 
right, so this is a this is a game dev uh, show this week uh, where we're going to showcase some some process. Uh, Eddie, why don't, why don't you why don't you why don't you tee us up? What are we doing today? Um, so we're going to have a look at something we've been sort of working on in parallel with the Colonial Outpost, which is ruined versions of the Colonial Outpost. Um, the Colonial Outposts have been around in law for a long time um, in terms of like the, the the age of a lot of the systems that we're looking at, because these are sort of ideally the sort of first explorers into the sort of systems that's that when we say colonialism you know um it's the sort of first intrepid explorers the frontiersmen who've come in so obviously we wanted to have a look at some sort of smaller ruined versions of these at the same time as looking at the more complete ones that we've also that everyone sort of saw in sitcom uh, citizen con last year um so joel and cairo have been sort of forming a little strike team to look at these and we're going to go through today and build uh what we'd call a module so a lot of these most of these are sort of built as sort of individual module that can modules that then can come there that then uh sort of combined into sort of locations by sort of use okay i wanted to stop that there because um you know, i wanted to play through there because this is again something that they do together as a team did you notice two things fast cart one um the lead producer, uh, uh, what's the word I want to say, acknowledged or recognized one of his staff members at how well he was working, the newest guy. Did you notice that? He said he's been killing it ever since he came in. Did you notice that? Not not really, but yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, oh, boy. You didn't pay attention. <laughs> you pointed it out, so yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, there's a reason why I'm focusing in on that. Um one of the things I've noticed on SCL is that when he's, he's the senior lead for that department. Okay. But I've also seen producers and when they ask producers and senior leads, what do they do? There's this phrase that many of them always say, which is, I make sure everyone is happy. Mm. And, and so, yeah, I have heard that you know before. What I mean? yeah. So, you know, the yeah. idea of management extending beyond work, but also work atmosphere and mental health and emotional health of where staff are is just as important. You know, when you're the new guy on the block and you come into a job and you've got all these people who've been there for a while, you know what I mean? It's very easy to feel like, you know, no, you're, I don't want to say insignificant, you know what I mean? But you haven't earned your stripes per se, right? And, you know, here he is seeing his newest guy who's been here a few months and he says he's been killing it ever since he got here, you know, is a way of encouraging people and letting them also know that somebody's watching you. You know what I mean? Somebody's paying attention to your work, you know, and not just maybe when you're, when things aren't going well, but also publicly acknowledging you that you're doing very, you know, encouraging you. So that idea yeah. of producers and leads always tagging on this idea of, then the other thing they say is making sure everybody has what they need, you know, and I've always kind of listened to that whenever they say that. And it's like this idea of people who are working there, who have these different projects, maybe they're working on something uh, and they can't move forward, right? Because maybe something's delayed in another department. You know, that producer's job is to go to them and say, hey, you know, I'm finished with this, but, you know, I'd like to finish it, but blah, blah, blah. Well, maybe that producer now reaches over to the producer or lead in another department and says, hey, when can this person expect it? You know what I'm saying? They're trying to cultivate a, a good community that works there, you know, at their job. And I just want to say, everyone in chat, I appreciate it. If you just type in chat, Griff, you're killing it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what do you think about that as far as mental health and, you know, 
of a job a job site. I mean, it, it, especially in, in in this industry, like mm-hmm. the um, game development industry, it, that's a, that's a good thing to have because you hear about the, all these horror stories. And, and I'm not gonna name names, but you mm-hmm. know, uh, other um, studios who have like these horror stories that think people not um, paying attention to mental health, just being toxic and um, poisonous to to people. Yeah. I, I think this is a, 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 a good industry, uh, a, a good company to, to work for. They, they pay attention to that. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there are studios. And like you said, we won't name studios, but just over the last few years, we heard about studios. Some of the studios were studios that um, had, had game development tied to them, and the workers there were pressured. Uh, they already, they're already under pressure, right, to develop a produce mm-hmm. a product that's at a certain quality level. Maybe they're very passionate about the project too, so maybe some of the pressure they have is self-induced. There's the pressure of the industry. There's the pressure of, you know, for some people, jobs are only for a period of time. They're not permanently there. You're contracted to work for a company. If you're doing art and concept art uh, for a company, you may only be there for the first third or 50% of the project. Maybe after a certain point, they don't need you as a concept artist anymore. Or maybe you're trying to get a permanent gig there, right? You get contracted, right, Fast Car? And, you know, you're hoping that you impress the people. So there's additional pressure of, of delivering something. Um, but we have heard these stories, of, particularly in the game industry, like Fast Card said, where there's just, they're working crazy hours. You know, I mean, 12, 14-hour days, back-to-back, back-to-back, being pushed to get a Sunday, project. Saturday right? and Sunday. Weekends, yeah, <laughs> weekends. Um, and it's not a it's not a great thing. Probably, especially if you're coming in on the low end of it. You know, if you're a senior person, you know, got some rank or some time. Like you, you always hear that story about about the, the mail, boy, mail boy, right? No. Coming in the, at, at, at the bottom. Oh, 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 well, tell people what that is, because, you know, people... Oh, don't... like, uh, you know, especially like if, you, if you're working in a law firm or some kind of accounting firm or something like that, um, sometimes you have intern or, or sometimes you have, like, you're starting at the very bottom of the rung, which is like working at, 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 at the, po- not the post office, but the, the, the mail office, or sorting mail and stuff like that, and then try to work your way up. They're like, they're try, trying to test you to see if you have the professionalism or the, um, you know, what it takes to, to, to move up yeah. before they try to put, put you something, I don't want to say more important, but you know, well, give, you more, give you more responsibility. Well, to your point, back in the day, y'all, Fast Car went back in the clock. That's why I had to tell him to explain to y'all because they don't have no mail boy. <laughs> oh, my bad. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Basically, what mail room was, for those of you who don't know, is that that was an entry-level job. You might work for a company, entry, yeah. and that was the way that you would come work. It might have been a law firm, it could be a bank, whatever it was. But your basic deal was to come in, sort the mail, and then distribute it to different people uh, throughout the office. And quite often, p- there have been plenty of stories of people who started out as the in the mail room, what they called a mail clerk. And 30 years later, 20 years later, they're the CEO of the company. There was a, That was a way of coming into a company. Nowadays, we have people who come into entry level, right? You come into the grade one job or you come in as a junior or something. Quite often it's at uh, uh, CIG, you hear people say, I'm a junior artist. Uh, they come in uh, or they may be as artist one. I don't know which one is over which. I was talking to my friend Vavrick trying to figure out. He says it's different at different companies. Um, but like Fast Card said, you know, there's this coming in and there's a lot of pressure on you to kind of come in and deliver. So that's why I said, I think it's important that we see that these leads do pump, you know, they encourage their people, which is good, you know, especially like during the pandemic, you know, could you imagine yeah. people are trying to transition into their homes and working from home and I got to be able to deliver. I don't have the same level of communication I had before or access. 
um, you know, the producer's jobs probably really stepped up at that point, trying to basically be the glue, you know what I mean, that keeps the departments together. And, and there, there was a question in, in chat mm -hmm. asking about uh, why does it look like some of these cameras or videos are from people's home. This, some, some of these were filmed during the pandemic, so yes. that's probably why they, yes. um, they had a different look. They're not all of you will be in, in the office or in the, um, the only constant yep. or something like that. Yeah, we tried to get the more recent videos, guys, over the last year or two. So if you see this, like Fastcard said, this was probably right around toward the end of the pandemic. Um, so just kind of be aware because in matter of fact, I can tell you because this is when disco moved over to the UK because that's his that's not his LA apartment he's in. So that's when all that was going on. Okay. All right. Good question though. All right. Who's next? We got uh, props and got art. The props. Right. Yep. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> on this week's show, which is one of our game dev specials where we like make something for, for an hour. Really, I really like these shows. Uh, we've got props artist three, three. Senior. Senior props artist yes. one. One. Senior props artist one better than props artist three? Yeah. I'm not sure how the farm system works in the props league. <laughs> <laughs> but Need for a week. <laughs> senior props artist, uh, uh, what's your name? Lewis. Lewis? <laughs> uh, who's going to be making something for us for the next hour? Uh, go to this camera and say hi, Lewis. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Uh, I can't do this. This is your job. I can't. Give me some tips. Uh, just tell everybody who you are and what you do for Star Citizen. So I'm Lewis. Um, I'm a senior props artist. And yeah, I make props. So you might have seen Alberto last, last week doing concept. Um, I do production props. So it's where we take concepts or we just make stuff up. Uh, and we make the actual props that go into the game. So that's what I do. Good enough? <laughs> <laughs> okay tier one versus tier three you learned something there yeah well you know he that's why i said disco said i don't even know which one is over which right i mean he actually did say right. that you know which is which is interesting um that's a gig i would love to do something like props i mean that's kind of mm -hmm. one of those ones that forces some imagination because obviously <clears throat> obviously there's those props that we're familiar with like if you like let's say somebody told you to come up with assets for a moon right you know you could come up with you know solar arrays and antennas and fuel tanks and things like that. But then there's also those other things that really force you to create, like, what does the solar array look like 900 years from now? You know what I mean? Does it look the same? So, I mean, the challenge of being able to have a job like that, I would think would be very, very cool. Um, I, I would I would really get into doing props. That would be something I'd be into a lot. Um, you got any thoughts about that with props and art? <clears throat> It seems like it seems like it'd be a fun job to do. It's not, not something that I'll I, I probably excel at, but yeah. So uh, um, it's uh, in, in regard to the game, like you're talking about uh, digital props rather than physical props. I, I'm mm -hmm. guessing, right? Because it's not all, everything can be in, in performance capture, or motion capture. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and I'm sure, like, I'm thinking about like we saw some episodes where they had laid out like all these different assets, you know, for you to see, you know, they did like, um, they did like, I don't know if you remember this, this is when they show like all the different type of plants and stuff. Remember that when they were yeah. first talking about, right, the yeah, 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 you know, I'm just saying, just being able to come up with all that. We saw the little grain bags and, you know, even the things like the artifacts, right? The Banu, you know, artifacts and stuff like that. You know, to me, mm -hmm. those are really cool things that you can, I would love to just have the, you know, as long as you give me the narrative, you know what I'm saying? Like you say, I need a brand new something, you know what I mean? 
the idea of being able to create that to me would be really kind of a cool gig, you know? Um, but yeah, that's the, that's props and art for those of you guys who are, are on the artistic side of things. You guys can uh, yeah. do that. Okay. Uh, let's see. What do we got next? We've got QA. Oh, QA. Yeah. Quality assurance. Yeah. Quality assurance. Let's, um, that question and answer y'all. <laughs> now I, I, I was going to say that. Graf. I was going to say that. You made me do it. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Quality assurance. Let's take a look at this one. Uh, on today's show, we are jumping into an often misunderstood, often misrepresented aspect of game development, quality assurance. So before we get started, let's take a few minutes and get to know who our players are. Uh, we will start with someone who probably needs no introduction, but I'm going to do it anyway. She is the, uh, she is the Versus very first original jump point pilot. Uh, you might remember her from the CitizenCon 2949 demo. Uh, let's give a big round of applause for Samantha Haley. Ah! Thank you guys. It's really nice to see everybody again virtually. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm here uh, representing QA today. Um, and through QA, I got to do something really amazing at that CitizenCon, get to fly the Carrick and in front of everybody. And it was such a wonderful experience to, to get to do that. So it's great to be back. And, and to kind of engage with the community a bit more again. Now, what is it that you actually do for Star Citizen? So, in terms job? of my, my actual job, other than, you know, flying the Carrick sometimes, um, I am the lead of the QA resource team. Um, and basically what that means is I deal with everything in terms of training up our new uh, hires, including our um, experienced staff as well. I go through uh, training with those guys too. We deal with all kinds of guides and information and making sure that everybody is, you know, at the tip top of their craft for QA, basically. All right. Now, joining us on the show, we have uh, several members of, of the QA team. Now, you guys are all from the UK studio, am I not mistaken? All right, so we have members from yeah. our, our, our UK studio here. Uh, let's start with uh, a new, new and improved George. Uh, George, who are you and what do you do for Star Citizen? Hello everyone, I'm George H. Um, I am currently the um, QA Embedded on the network team. I've been with uh, Cloud now for probably about a year. It works in a few departments in QA, so I've kind of got like a varied experience in different departments. Um, I was the senior for Sam a while back and then moved on to the Embedded team, or the Embedded Network team, probably around about a month ago. So I am you know, here to help the network do the networky things, basically. So, so all the uh, all the thirty k's are your fault. Exactly. Oh, exactly. That, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Harsh. Um, moving on to Jack. Jack, who are you, and what do you do for Star Citizen? Uh, I'm Jack. Uh, so I've been dragged along by my good friend Sam to uh, talk a little bit about. Uh, the QA I do, I'm part of uh, the core team on the QA, so our kind of bread and butter is we sort of look at the core gameplay loops. So making Got the sure name wrong there, guys. Player Sorry. works, making sure that when you load in the game, New Babbage is still there and we haven't accidentally deleted it. Um, and the missions, that sort of stuff, really, all the basics. All right. 
And last but certainly not least, uh, an, an old hand here, it starts, this, this gentleman, I, I, I got to give him crap for this. I gotta, he, 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 he was here at, at CIG around the same time I started, and then he got out, and then recently he came back. He came back. George, uh, George Zero, George Original, who are you and what do you do for Star Citizen? I'm, I'm George S. I am a, well, I'm a new QA tester on the gameplay team, so testing new gameplay features as they're coming in. I've just come out of Sam's amazing training as well a week ago, so just had my first week back in the real world of QA, of QA which is interesting to see how things have developed and changed. Obviously, before three years ago, almost the day, I was in QA. And before that, I was in player relations. So some of you may recognize the name from there as well. Yeah, I, th I think I'm still waiting for you to answer one of my tickets, actually. <laughs> I'm going to stop here real quick. Um, for those of you who are interested in getting into companies like this, uh, we've heard CIG and other companies have said this, that one of the best entry ways to come in is to do Q&A. If you notice, Samantha trains them. So sure, you can have some experience, but there's also the aspect of that they will train people that come into QA. And quite often people that are in QA will maybe possibly work in other areas of a, of a game development company. So if you are seriously thinking about wanting to do something like this, or maybe you do have some background in coding and whatnot, maybe you don't, but it, this is a means. I'm stopping it here because they're gonna start going into what QA people do and I think that's going to be a good conversation. We're going to have fast card about before you before you jump in, Director. I just want to say I remember people cheering Sam on when she was flying the Kirk, and so it was nice uh, to, to see her getting knowledge for for that. She she, she did a, gr a great job doing it. The citizen yeah. presentation. Yep. So when we get to the part about the uh, QA thing, I want to talk about that a little bit in relation to QA backers and Eva Cotti. Okay. So let's go ahead and keep going with this. Probably. All right. So. On today's show, we're doing things a little different. Like now on Star Citizen Live, we usually have uh, designers, artists, engineers, stuff like this. Uh, as we spoke of uh, at the beginning of last week's uh, Inside Star Citizen, because we are in our quarter three uh, of the year, and because that's the CitizenCon uh, into IAE corridor, uh, everybody, everybody is heads down working on their presentations and stuff for for that stuff uh it gives us the opportunity to stretch our our proverbial and metaphysical legs a little bit and explore aspects of start citizens development that maybe we otherwise wouldn't throughout the rest of the year so uh just like on isc where we took the opportunity to delve into the production life of of steph bedford and we're going to jump into some other lives here in the coming weeks there uh, i wanted to take this opportunity to jump behind the scenes into a uh, an aspect of game development that's near and dear to my heart, which is quality assurance. Uh, many of our uh, uh, finest folks get their careers, uh, start their careers rather, in quality assurance. Uh, it's it's a it's a terrific way to learn uh, almost every aspect of game development because there's there's very little that goes into Star Citizen or any video game that quality assurance does not touch in some way shape or form. Uh, names you might recognize like Ricky Jelly got their start in QA. Um, Phil from our audio team got a start in QA. Uh, Tyler Wicken, our director of community, got a start in QA. And I'm not going to go and list the list, but it is a terrific place to learn the industry, uh, to learn 
almost every aspect of game development. So with that, I want to turn things over to uh, Sam here for, for a little while. Uh, Sam, you are the resource lead. Yeah, it is your job to to train these uh, train these the, the, these these people up and make sure that they can jump into what is what is a very dense and very uh, a thick <laughs> uh, game with a lot of tribal knowledge. Uh, uh, where do we start with this process? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, when it comes to Star Citizen, it is absolutely massive, and when you know you're looking for people to hire you obviously want to try and take on people who have a little bit of qa knowledge to begin with but recently we have been um straight, uh, like reaching out beyond people who have maybe that game's experience already um into people who have you know a passion for the project um for example quite a few of our new starters did actually start off as players of star citizen for example i know uh, George plays Star Citizen as well, um, George Stabler that is, um, so he started off from that um, and it's just really kind of inspiring to take people through that process of knowing nothing about games to kind of warming them up I guess and, and getting them out of the the myths and the kind of preconceptions they might have around QA um, to the point where you know they're fully ready to get into the job and test our massive kind of universe basically so yeah uh, when it comes to those kinds of um i guess myths and stuff um, a lot of the people who like i say don't have that games background may kind of have some conceptions about um qa testers and what they do and that kind of thing so I guess we'll kind of touch on some of those points. Um, sure, so we'll, for starters, yeah. Let's, let's, drop, let's, let's, let's start with the biggest myth buster in the world. QA just plays the game. I mean, I would love to get paid to just play the game. That would be absolutely wonderful. Um, but sadly, it's not maybe quite as appealing as that. I mean, there's the video that goes uh, around in the game circles where there's the... Um, girl who comes in and, and kind of says hey guys are you done testing that game i need a, another one uh designed and they go yeah just tighten up the graphics on level three man i can't believe they pay us to play games and i guess that is kind of the the opinion that a lot of people get uh because of that um but yes when it comes to actual qa i, I think it's more to do with being kind of like an information broker for a developer and just kind of making sure we know exactly everything about the game, uh, keeping a pulse on it as it goes from the beginning. Uh, for example, you know, Jack starts off with the most broken kind of new, interesting stuff on the core team. Yep. Those guys deal with all of that kind of thing. And then as it goes on to the more finalized products, um, you might see it through, you know, George would kind of uh, see that through to the released product basically so as well as getting to play the game which we we do um repetitively but we do get to play the game um we we kind of are making sure we're providing good detail to the developers on on how to reproduce bugs uh debug information for anything that comes up um prioritizing certain checks for example if new features are coming in we need to make sure that we are 
rinsing those and maybe deprioritizing some of the older stuff. So yeah, th that's kind of a little bit more about the QA role. Do any of you guys have any points on just playing the game? What, what kind of things you do outside yeah, well, of, of take that? Us through a, take, take us through a, a typical day, if there is such a thing as a typical day. Oh, oh, describe the daily routine here. Do you want to, one of you guys want to take that one? I mean, yeah. Oh, no, go. Oh, okay, I've landed on this one. Um, so, like Sam said, I work on the uh, the core team, which is kind of like we check like the core um, mechanics of the game to make sure that when all the new and exciting stuff comes in, uh, we haven't accidentally introduced a new variable that like completely ruins the game somehow. So I'm kind of there on the front lines almost of just making sure that the game in its base form is still playable so in core team we usually sort of have like a series of checks and we'll like cycle through them so we'll spend a couple of weeks making sure the player's working then we'll spend a couple of weeks making sure that all the different landing zones like Orison, um new babbage area 18 they're all still working properly we might check missions and we'll kind of go through all of those and once we finish we just kind of loop back around to the start and start again so a usual day for QA is um, I'll come in, uh, the rest of my team have usually already started because I enjoy a lion, um, and we'll sort of spin up our own sort of like microcosm, a little tiny server that we just test with these six or seven people we've got. And we have a big long list of hundreds and hundreds of checks that are all individually very basic. So it might be like you go into Port Olisar and it's like, are all the textures correct? Is the atmosphere correct? And we'll just kind of systematically go through all those checks for whatever section of the game we're looking at for that week. Um, and anything that's not wrong, we'll sit down, write it out, and then pass that information up to the developers. And then it's kind of their job from there to sort of fix it. Okay. Now I, want to, I want to follow up there. You say with the six or seven people, that's not the sum total of everybody in the QA team. No. Your no. Strike teams. That's, that's, that's very, to... very specifically seven, uh, eight people on my team just looking at the uh, core features of the game. There's lots of different teams mm -hmm. of people looking yeah. at other areas of the game. Yeah, and it, it's often important to have multiple people because when you're because over the course of days, weeks, months, you're looking at the same assets, the same locations over and over again. And it's it's very easy to get, um, I don't know if there's, there's probably a word for it, but but just just uh, not colorblind, but just yeah. snowblind, I guess. Uh, it just, you've looked at the same thing so many times that even if something's drastically different this time, it's not always incredibly apparent because you just, mm -hmm. You yeah. start to see the previous versions every time you look yeah. at something. Yeah. Okay, FC, any thoughts about uh, Q&A and what they do for a living? Uh, it's not something I, I could do day in and day out because, like like they said, they don't actually play the game. People, people actually, actually had to mention Chapman. I think they mentioned that, that you know, Q&A is nothing but playing the game, having fun, but no, it, it's a lot of work, it's a lot of tedious, because they go in and say, oh, we need this to be tested, and so you need to, to pick up this and, and make sure that the, the animation looks right, or, or, or what have you, mm -hmm. and yeah, one of the things that I, I picked up on doing it just now, like, 
they acknowledge that working at CIG um, has a lot of tribal knowledge. That, mm -hmm. that means something that uh, you only pick up at, at CIG as opposed to something globally or, or, or industry-wide. So I thought that was interesting. Right, right, right. Um, before I give my comments, we're at $5,900. You guys have already elevated us up from $5,750 to $5,900. We're just $100 short of our $6,000 Milestone, which means we'll be giving away a Suntuck Yai and a Saber Comet to one individual. So if you guys uh, continue to give, we're going to cross that line. I know we're going to do it before the night's over with. Really appreciate everything that you've done. Anonymous Giver, thank you uh, for donating and pushing those numbers up for us. And those of you who've given, thank you guys so much. Um, you know, FC, um, again, here's a person who's over that, you know, Samantha's evidently overseeing these folk. And she talks about the training. One guy said, I just finished my training last week with her. And he used to be in QA. And he says, now there's all this new updated stuff. And then the guy, Jack, who I put the wrong name down for. CIG, please forgive me if I got somebody's name wrong. I, I tried to do my homework on this, my due diligence. Yeah, nothing um, on purpose, nothing but, on purpose. Yeah, but Jack was really interesting because he says he works with the core of the program, right? The basics, right. the things that, that are there all the time. And, and, and the fact that he has to go back in every so often he has this checklist. He's like a 200 items of things that he goes to check just to make sure that none of the old stuff has been messed with when something new gets introduced into the game. So imagine, you know, you got to walk through and check all the doors and pick up all the med pins. You know I mean? That's all you're doing is just making sure that stuff well, still you works. Don't, you don't have to check out all the doors. You, get, you no, check no, no. one door. Yeah, yeah, True, yeah. But no, but I'm just saying, I mean, he's spending two weeks. Right. I'm saying he has to go mm -hmm. to Port Olisar. Go, I'm just saying he needs to just sample and make sure things are right. And then he says, and, and "Imagine doing that for every patch that comes out during <laughs> PTU or, or even before PTU. You right. got to check. You got to make that checklist to make sure stuff comes out. Yep. And so, what happens when, when something doesn't make the checklist? Do they not put it out, or you say, oh, it, 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 it's still workable? Just go ahead and, put, and push it to, well, to, to the PTU. I don't know. Well, I'm sure he's the guy. Like for example, elevators, right? You know, or the trams. You know, something that's been in the game for a while that." You know, all of a sudden, when a patch comes out, this thing has been working for the last whatever, all of a sudden it's not working again, right? Um, I mean, and, you know, it's not like, and then they say, once it goes from him, it goes to somebody else, right? When it's more polished, somebody else looks at the other stuff. But I'm just saying, like you said, to, to do that every day, you know, all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's not something I I, I be the, the mental stamina for <laughs> myself. I don't know about you. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, I want to share that because whenever the conversation comes up about backers, you know, I've heard backers, you know, and I've heard backers say this, and I guess I get it, I get it. But I've actually heard backers say, I didn't get into this to, to test the game, I got in it to play the game, right? Well, you didn't you didn't read the uh, TOS, not the TOS, the acknowledgement, mm -hmm. when, you, when you clicked okay, did you? Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> there's no thing that says you have to test it, right? I mean, yeah, you don't think you have, to, you have to, but you basically are. Right. But, but, but the thing is, is that when you're playing the game, you are testing the game, right? Even if you're not putting in tickets or whatever, you're giving them data and information that they can use. I think where the ball does get dropped is when you're playing the game and if something goes wrong, when you don't make the effort to put in a ticket, right? To go to the issue council, even to verify something, just to say, hey, I was playing the game. All you, sometimes all you gotta do is go in there and search and see. And if you search it and see it's there, all you gotta do is just say, yeah, I, I've had the same problem, right? It gets the thing moved up on the list of things priority-wise. Um, I know it's a pain in the butt. I know it takes extra work. It takes a little something to do it, but if we all contributed as backers, it also will help things get more prioritized and hopefully maybe even get some things done a little quicker. 
Now, the people who are in between the backers and the devs are Evocati, who are doing the form of QA. I mean, even the backers are doing a form of quality assurance, but quality assurance is so that something can be launched to someone else. So when Evocati gets it, and if you've ever talked to anybody in Evocati, they'll tell you that quite often they get the same broken game. They get something that isn't working, or they'll tell them, like something may come out in the game and they'll say, we just, everybody go to Port Olisar and start there, right? Everybody, you know, don't be spawning at Markorp and yeah, we know there's a new thing over here, but you're not yeah, you gonna say Seraphim today. now, girlfriend. Yeah, well, Seraphim, right? That's true, Seraphim. <laughs> um, maybe that's all they do. Sometimes they tell them everybody get into your, you know, this ship or get, you know, or go to Kasaba and buy, we talked about this before, right? Go buy shirts until we stop telling you to stop buying shirts. It's, it's not about the playing the game, you know? So I think it's kind of a, a interesting job because it gives you a different insight, you know? And she said that, there, yeah, we do get times where we get to play the game. She said, but that misnomer of people thinking that QA people are just sitting around flying the game and playing it, and that's how they're QAing. And not to mention, they have to record the data a certain way so that the devs and the engineers know what's wrong. You know, they take our little bit of information that we put into a ticket, and then they have to elaborate on that, you know, and focus it even mm -hmm. more. So I can imagine it's a lot of work, you know, to do that. And the other thing I want to mention too is that they said that this is only people on the screen now are just in the UK studio, which implies that, you know, each studio may have its own QA team. You know, of, I think they set up to eight people that are a part of this particular team, you know, so we can maybe work with the assumption that maybe that's about like how many people are at each one of the studios you know, work in QA, you know, I don't know, but it, it's interesting. It's an interesting gig. Okay. Where are we at? We are still at $5,900. We're going to take in one more fast card because our time is already, we're past the time I said I wanted to be. So mm -hmm. let's go jump down to, um, community team. Okay. Okay. And we'll do that one. Next. All right, here we go. Rainer, tell us a little bit about nope, that's not the community team. What a first show to start with today. Go. On the show, we have our esteemed community team. Hey! It's been a long time since we've had the community team on. Uh, we, we've, 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 got, we've, we've got people with such cool online handles as Xylo, Galaxtica, Chris, hey. Jake Acapella, I think you were supposed to like say hello when he and, said oh, your name. Obviously. Hello. No. <laughs> no. So so yeah. So it, it, it has been some time since we've had the community team uh on the show. Uh with International Bar Citizen Weekend uh upon us this week. Uh we thought it, this is a wonderful time to bring them on back. Uh for many folks who have joined since uh, we were we were talking about this in the pre-show. Yeah, I think s the last time anybody has seen anybody's face was CitizenCon 2949 in 2019. It is right. It's two nine hundred thirty years. Yeah. All right. So you know we've gained all kinds of new citizens uh, uh, since then uh, through Invictus and IAE and just all the patches and all the things that have come to start citizens. So let's get these folks back out in front of you. And let's meet some of them, uh, many for the first time. Uh, so we are going to start with Chris. Chris, yeah. tell everybody hi. who you are and what you do for Star Citizen. <laughs> okay, hi, I'm Chris. I'm a community manager here at Cloud Imperium Games. Um, I started here at CIG in October 2017, and it's actually my first job in the gaming industry. 
although mm -hmm. I worked in public relations and education before that. And actually, um, I started a bit earlier, but not on official terms, because I helped out as a volunteer one year earlier at Gamescom, where we met the first time in real life. And I backed the game back in March 2013, so pretty early. And yeah, since then I'm joining and following and playing Star Citizen each and if every I day. Can, if I can share, when I, when I flew to Frankfurt for that Gamescom, Christian was not an employee at CIG, no. but when he came into the studio, everyone in the office was like, hey, Chris, hey, Christian, and <laughs> as if he had been working there for years. <laughs> I think that was the moment when it was clear to everyone, we should probably let this guy actually work here since he seemingly does already. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt a bit adopted to the family. I remember being in the booth at Gamescom uh, the first year he was a, the, the volunteer and everything, and, 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 and there, are, there are helpful people, and then there are helpful people and christian is the second one <laughs> and it was it, at some point it was like i'm running out of things for you to do <laughs> and then he'd, he'd go and he'd find somebody else to help he'd help and it was just a uh yeah it's a it's that kind of go-getter uh stuff uh it's been a while since we've done a live event but those volunteers yeah. are absolutely crucial to putting they together are. any gamescom any citizen con uh, any pax event so uh when someday Someday we will be back uh, to doing that stuff. All right, let's see what. Jake, I pointed that way. And Hello. Who are you? What do you do? Uh, hi, I'm Jake. Uh, I'm a. I'm also a community manager out of the Austin studio, um, and I do all sorts of things here at CIG. But uh, everybody probably knows by now. I'm the curator of the public roadmap. Um, I started here November 2020, um, in the middle of the pandemic. So it's been uh, an interesting uh, tenure at CIG so far, for sure. Um, but before that, uh, kind of what got me into uh, Star Citizen is I was a content creator for a long time uh, over at uh, the artist formerly known as the Imperial News Network. They're now called Relay.sc. Um, and uh, been doing that since 2015, and then uh, uh, I hopped on board a couple years ago. It's been almost two years now. And if we're talking about fun stories of the times before you were you were hired in, um, many folks uh, many folks uh, uh, assume these days that I'm a community manager. My ter my term started here as a community manager, but in 2017, 18, somewhere around there, uh, I moved into the world of global video production, but. Way back in, was it 2016? We actually talked to you about becoming yep. a community manager for Star Citizen <laughs> back in 2016. And, 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 and curiously enough, we didn't go with you. We thought no. better of it. And we yep. went with Tyler. We actually brought Weird. Tyler onto the community <laughs> management team instead of you back in and 2016. Then he hired and then he hired me five years later. <laughs> I, I, I remember that that message. I remember that message from Tyler. Like, he was like, hey, I'm bringing Jake Acapella. And I was just like, all right, well, that, that's the wheel coming back around. Full circle, full circle. Yeah. I, I, I then sent him my notes from your interview about why we didn't hire you. But it, it was too oh, late. It was too late. It's too late. That's yeah. fine. It was a mistake, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> Galax Wait, before you do it. 
Oh, before you do it, I, oh. I do want to say one thing is that when Jake joined CIG, his title was junior data specialist, and he I... was going to be focused on the back end of the roadmap. And I think you, he, Jake, you were one of the quickest promoted people ever because it was like a matter of months and then you moved into community management. I think it was super obvious to everybody that you could handle a lot more. Everybody. Minus Jared. <laughs> Minus Jared. <laughs> who cares about that guy's opinion, right? All right. Back to the realm of people who stuck with their cool nicknames and didn't give in to peer pressure. Galactica, tell us who you are and what you do for Star Citizen. Hi. So uh, I just want to say that Jake Acapella has been renamed to Roadmap Guy via chat. Um, <laughs> but hi, everybody. Uh, I am Galaxica, and I'm, I think I'm the newest person in the community team, although I started back in November. Um, I am our social media manager. I work out of the Austin office. Um, some of you guys in chat uh, probably previously know me from being the social media manager for World of Warships. Um, and yeah, that is basically me in a nutshell. So uh, all the stuff that you see on our social media channels, uh, such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We actually just started a TikTok account recently um, as a lot of the stuff that, that I manage. Uh, but I also support our community team and they also support me with uh, doing stuff on social. So yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. No, this is you in a nutshell. Oh. <laughs> I got that reference. Yeah. I was going to do it earlier, but I wasn't on the camera, so it would have been wasted effort. Uh, Ulf, the man with only one name, like Madonna. Ulf, who are you and what do you do for Star Citizen? Just like Madonna. Yep. Just like Madonna. Madonna. Just like Madonna. There's really, you've never seen Ulf and Madonna in the same place. The same that place. is true. And I could now start seeing Material Girl, but I won't actually. <laughs> I could See. actually play it, or maybe Tyler and I could play it on the flute. I don't know. The maybe chat is going to put the pressure maybe, on. Maybe, 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 should we? Should we not? No, we're not doing it. We'll save it. We, we should charge for that if we're going to play together. Gotcha. Okay. So, hi, everyone. My name is Olf. Uh, I'm the lead community manager working out of the Frankfurt studio in Germany. Um, I'm with the company since uh, 2016, which is weird because it sounds like a lot of people got hired back in 2016, right? Um, I joined the company a week before Gamescom and uh, a lot has changed since then. I do, uh, I still remember the first, uh, the first week. Um, it was, you know, the, the Alpha 3.0 demo that we, that we had at the Gamescom booth mm -hmm. and uh, Jared, you had a magnificent beard back then. Uh, totally yeah. remember that. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. did. you did. You um, did. And yeah, that. like every everyone, um, I remember everyone being like uh, super, um, super stunned uh, by the fact that you could actually um, set your foot on a planet in game uh, with that Gamescom demo. Um, so that was like one of the one of the the moments um, here at here at Cloud, Cloud Imperium Games. Um, and yeah, um, basically, uh, since then, um, as I started as a community manager and got promoted a couple of times, um, I'm now the lead community manager, um, you know, trying to, trying to help the team removing any blockers, um, also trying to, you know, organize and distribute, uh, tasks using the different tools that we have and, um, yeah, also taking on communication tasks. Uh, since a while now, planning uh, the comms plans and uh, executing them as well. Um, yeah, that's me. 
the the because because I moved into video right around the same time as you moved uh, into community team, uh, most of I don't have a whole lot of exposure uh, with all a lot of crossover. But when I do, it's always the same. It's basically me looking into a little tiny monitor live at Gamescom or, or CitizenCon, and him just like this, <laughs> waiting to go live. Like like when I picture Ulf, like if I close my eyes, it's just this picture of him like. Just ready to go, you know, in Citizen Gun. I just, I, that, that's how I will always uh, see you. And again, we've said it a couple of times, but I'm very much looking forward to the day when we can get back to that, and I can throw it back to to Chris, and I can throw it back to to oh, your name Madonna now. Throw it back to Madonna, <laughs> um, and you know, and, and maybe throw it to Roadmap Guy at some point and stuff like that. So, uh, Roadmap Guy. And then uh, 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 last uh, and least, Xylo. Uh, uh. Uh, who are you coming. and what do you do? Hi, everyone. Star Citizen. Um, I go by Zylo. My real name is Tyler Whitkin. I have been with Cloud Imperium Games for almost eight years. I was hired in 2014. It was right before 1.0 released, so there was no flying. It was just the hangar. Um, and I am the director of community, so I oversee our community team, social media, um, PR efforts, communication efforts, all that jazz. And yeah, super stoked to be back on here and get to introduce you all to all the brilliant people behind the scenes making awesome stuff all the time. And 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 we met at PAX South. Yeah, to th to early 2014. Yeah, god, no, 2015. Was it? Was it 2015? 2015 because you were working there yeah. and I was still a contractor at the time. So yes, I was just contracted were, doing graphics for ATB and stuff. I was like going to say I remember you were at PAX South because yes. you were helping and you weren't an employee, but I had so many people in the community tell me, "Hey, there's a guy named Disco Lando there. He's a content creator. He's awesome. You should find him and take a picture with him." <laughs> and you didn't even work at CID at the time, and I did. I found you and was like, "Hey, everybody tells me I should know you." <laughs> this is exactly what you said, and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I went back to <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was many years ago. I don't, you yes. didn't. You didn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was a contractor, but I was not a, a like a formal employee. It's like when 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 HR gives me my when we do the reviews at the end of the year and stuff. HR doesn't count that time as employment because I was working as a as a contractor. Well, I count so. it. I count it. What a. All right, um, expat Brad, thank you so much for the raid. We had you listed to raid you tonight, so you beat us to it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks for the raid. Thank Welcome, Raider. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys being here. Thank you so much. We're the Soul Citizens. Clark McGrath, thank you for the follow. Yes, thank you for the follows. We are talking about what it means to work at CIG, Cloud Imperium, and we just got finished looking at the community managers of the community team. Um, some of these people are people we're familiar with, right, Fastcart? We've met several of these people, in fact, right? Yeah, uh, I haven't, I mean, I, I think I've only not met one of them, but yeah, most of them we have met. Who have, who have you met? Thank you for the, the subscription. Someone gave us 20 subscri subscriptions. Oh my God, now. thank you guys so much. Oh God, we got to hear James Anonymous. Brown. We got to hear James Brown 20 times. Thank you, Anonymous. Oh my God, thank you so much. Well, we, we do want to say we are doing a fundraiser for St. Jude. So mm -hmm. while we do appreciate the subscription, we'd much rather uh, people try to give to St. Jude for, for, for the time being, but we do appreciate the subscription. Thank we you. We truly do. We truly, truly do. Matter of fact, we are $100 away from 
dollars, six thousand um got a milestone, but we could do another giveaway. So mm -hmm. thank you all so much. Expat, hope you had a good, good stream. If you guys have not checked out Expat Brat, make sure that you follow, go check beautiful work. I mean, the imagination that goes on there, got our cameras all set up and just does this great role play through the star citizen universe if you've never ever ever watched check it out there's the link at the top you guys trust me you will enjoy it it's very entertaining and educational of the cool things that you can start doing star citizen especially if you want to use the camera in-game camera um very cool uh so fast card i was asking you about the community managers who have who have you not met on that list um him <laughs> oh really? Yeah, Chris. He's the only one I haven't Chris met. Chris is the only one you haven't met. Okay, Chris is the only one I haven't met as well. Chris is the only one I haven't met. Mm -hmm. Um back in the earlier days of CitizenCon, you guys might remember seeing Ulf. Uh Ulf would often be the, the person like the roaming reporter that uh that would be standing there with the mic and interviewing people at CitizenCon, particularly when they were over in Germany and in the UK. Um Tyler, most of you guys know Tyler Wicken, Zylo. Um there was also something else I noticed here. Did you notice how Tyler, once again, as the lead um, over this section, lifted up Jake? Did you notice that? Yes, and he was, yes, he did. Mm -hmm. I didn't notice that this time. Yeah, and Galact Galactica did too. You know, just the fact that there's this thing of that new person. He's a roadmap guy board. now. Yeah, He's yeah. the roadmap guy now. Yeah, but you know, he, he also talked about Jake's history, you know, with, with being both a c content creator and the relationship that had been there and to see him evolve from, you know, back in the early, what, 2013, 14, 15, when he was doing INN to now being an employee, you know, at CIG, which is really nice. Hopefully James Brown's gonna wrap up. <laughs> I feel bad yeah, talking yeah, over. I think we got a few more, we'll see. <laughs> Do we? Okay, I think that might've been it. Oh, okay, you're right. I told you. <laughs> okay. Um, Again, thank you, expat. We really appreciate you. Um, thank you. So, um, I was going to say something else. Okay, I got to meet Galactica last year uh, when they were doing the international global touring for Bar Citizens. Galactica right. came to Chicago, and I got a chance to meet her. Very sweet, very nice person. Um, Jake, I've met Jake before previously at both Citizen Cons, uh, before he was with CIG, and also um, now that Jake is uh, a community manager, Jake was also with Galactica when they came to Chicago. So uh, Jake's a wonderful person, uh, very down to earth. And what's really cool about Jake Fastcart is Jake was and is a backer, right? A star citizen, right? And not only that, like 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 they said, um, Jake uh, with with INN didn't relay. Well, he, and, and and they still do, do stuff yeah. at, at relay occasionally on on Tuesday. Well, yeah. they used to. I think they stopped doing that. But yeah, yeah. They, now Jake uh, does his own thing on, on stream. I just so, saw that so, the other day. Yeah. yeah, Jake was streaming the other day. Yeah, absolutely. But he will. Jake will do visits to relay from time to time. Like you mm -hmm. said, we'll just kind right. of drop in, which is kind of cool, right? Um, and, yeah. and, 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 and mm -hmm. I, before, um, thank you for the twenty dollars to the fundraiser. Thank you. Appreciate it. Eighty dollars yes. away from one from six thousand. Yes, we are almost there, gang. Six thousand dollars. We're going to do that two ship giveaway tonight. Um, let's see who else we're going to talk about. Um, Zylo, we've known Zylo for a long time. Zylo's been just a very long cool time. person. We've met Zylo at Citizen Con, Verse Con, whatever other con you want to call it. Um, Zylo's dropped in on our bar, Citizens. It's been really, really cool person. Um, skipping Disco, because we've been talking about Disco. Ulf, you and I got a chance to talk to Ulf just recently. 
Um, Ulf is also going to be the coordinator for uh, the convention this year and is kind of, you know, pulling all the strings together for what's going on with that. And Fast Card and I got to sit on for about an hour and do a conference call. And he's a really sweet guy, really, really nice, very accommodating. And what I really like about all these people is that they're all very sensitive to the community. They're, it's a tough job. Um, being that bridge between the company, Fast Card, and the community, you think you could do it? Ah, uh, not for long. <laughs> I thought we do well, real well at the beginning, and then fall off at the, at the end, out there. But yeah, <laughs> not for long. <laughs> There's a lot of people we got to deal with day in day out. <laughs> well, you know, you, you even if you're having good days and bad days, you're kind of representing the face of the company, right? Right. And that's the right. tough part, right? I mean, sometimes people don't know that you're human, and you can have a bad day too. But you, I, I have yet to see, I have yet to see them lose it for lack of a better term, you know, um, which is interesting because, you know, they're human, right? They've got feelings and emotions like anybody else, but they're always very uplifting and very positive. And we've even talked about mm -hmm. how oh, Disco and Zylo have impacted us with our attitude toward community um, that <clears throat> no matter what people say and how they feel about the game, everybody's passionate and wants to play this game, you know, and maybe just the way they say it or the way it comes out may not be the way we think is the best way, but the reality is, if they're speaking out about something or saying something, whether it's encouraging, whatever, it's because they really want to play the game. So we've kind of even learned to temper ourselves with soul citizens when it comes to, uh, to talking to the community, because everybody's opinion, you know, can be valuable and have things to say. And you, you said <laughs> we're going to cycle back to Jared. Sure. Are we going to do that? Sure, go ahead. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, Jared has been around, like, calling him Disco Lando. That, that, that's where we started from um, knowing him. Mm -hmm. he, he used to do the um, his own thing on his on, on YouTube channel using uh, claymation style uh, Stop action. Uh, Stop animation. Action. Stop action. Yeah. Mm hmm stop acting thank you mm -hmm. and uh so yeah that's what we uh that's why i first uh was introduced to Joe. then he got hired on to cig and you know he, he's been community manager and he had well, uh, he had a whole bunch of titles since he started working at um cotton dream jay matter of fact i'm not even sure what his current title is but let me say this but before he got hired he was contracted first he was hired right. as a contract he was a contractor at one point because <clears throat> when he first got started, they hired him to do certain things. And then over time, he ended up coming in and becoming hired and working for the company, which is a which is a good pattern that you're mentioning, Fast Card. How many of these people we've seen who were part of the community and ultimately get hired to work in the company, which, mm -hmm. I, think, which I think is very cool. You know, uh, these are people who, you know, they have to give up certain freedoms when they go work for the company, you know. But um, yeah, they have to like, not just stop, stop posting on, on their own YouTube page. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But it is nice to know that the company does look for people who are passionate, even when they were talking about uh, Chris, Christian, and they were saying that when they were, Christian came to Gamescom as a volunteer. Now, maybe some of you guys don't know, whenever they have these conventions, if it's Gamescom or CitizenCon or when they would go to PAX, um, when they go to those cities, quite often CIG puts out a call for volunteers. And a lot of people um, will say, hey, they're coming to my city, they're coming to my town. Or if you're going to be going where they're going to be, you can volunteer to kind of get a behind the scenes of what's going on at those events. Um, you do go under NDA and stuff like that, um, but you help with the setup, the breakdown, all that great stuff. 
you hustle you do work y'all it's not yeah it's, it's not it's not a free lunch <laughs> <laughs> yeah and there's usually some perk right you get to go to the event they'll give you some type of something as a way to say thank you but it is you get to hang out backstage work. yeah get the if it's at the cons you hit it backstage so there are some cool perks if you're into the game uh and if it's just your way of saying hey that weekend i've got some free time i'd like to be able to help even for this citizen con right fast cart they did the same thing again they opened it up for volunteers that would be able to help. Matter of fact, I think they had too many applications. They had to turn people away, but yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of people volunteered now because they were trying to avoid that one ninety nine price. <laughs> that is true. That is true. If you volunteer, you get a free ticket. And you get to go. You know, and there's some other little side perks that they do as well. Um, but it is something that they do. But to see that people have kind of come in from a volunteer place like Chris did, a contractor place like uh, like Disco did and ultimately become, or, or a content creator like Jake, um, and ultimately start working for the company. It just shows that there is these, these areas of entry that you can come into working for a company like Cloud Imperium. If they had some remote jobs, I'd be putting in for something. I need to make some money. Mm. <laughs> you know? They probably do, but I don't know. We'll see. You have yeah. to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't have any programming skills. If I could do QA from home, I'd do it, you know? Um, I'm sure there'd be a lot of people that they could do QA from home. They would right. <laughs> Okay. Well, listen, we are already, this show, we are, Jesus Christ, fast car. We're 40 minutes past where we're supposed to be. Okay. <laughs> at 10 minutes to the hour, I was supposed to be taking this break and I'm just now taking it at 8.30 my time or 9.30 Eastern time. So what we want to do is two things. First off, we want to highlight the fact, as you guys know, we are doing um, a piece for St. Jude Children's Hospital. Uh, you guys know about this. I'm gonna show you this As promo. A mother, you don't wanna have to worry about this bill is coming, but then she needs this chemo. That's a decision you shouldn't have to make. At St. Jude, a family never sees a bill at all, not one bill. It's like the world has been lifted off of your shoulders. Every dollar counts, every donation, it means the world. It saved my daughter's life. It saved our family. Finding cures, saving children. Donate now at stjude.org. Okay, that's what you guys have helped us do. And we want to show you where we are right now with our Play Live campaign, which is culminating on CitizenCon weekend, October 22nd. Um, you guys have just, boom, you've pushed that green line up, 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 up. Uh, we started at 500, we went to 1,000, 2,000. When we hit 3,000, we said we would do a 12-hour live stream, which was last Sunday. We did the 12-hour live stream. You guys boosted us up even more. We were at $5,500 then. Today, we started out at $5,700. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, earlier today, went to $5,020, $550, and now you guys have us at $5,920. We're $80, just $80 away from our next tier of $6,000, which we will give away a Suntuck Yai and an Aegis Comet, Saber Comet together. You get an alien with ship LTI. and a human ship with LTI. You get both of those. If we hit $6,000, we're $80 away from that right now. So we really want to uh, encourage you to give. If you haven't given, you can give towards St. Jude Children's Hospital. This is going straight to St. Jude. There's a link there that we're gonna put into the chat for you. Um, that link goes to St. Jude's gift page. Uh, it's not going to us. It doesn't pass through us to St. Jude. It goes directly to them. Tiltify is the company that they use to accept all their donations. Don't forget that what you donate is also- Oh, we got 30. Okay. What you donate is also taxes. You can also put it in for your taxes and claim it. So yes, St. Jude Children's Hospital. I know we're going to hit that six grand before we close out for the night. Um, we are going to take a short look at another video, and then we're going to talk about another uh, giving opportunity that we think is, is kind of closer to home within our community that we want to share with you guys, too. 
So just bear with us on that. There's going to be two things tonight. So we do want you to give toward whichever one you want to give toward. Um, FC, let's go ahead and look at the little bit of this second one, and then we're going to probably cut it off. We're not going to get all the way through it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, boy, my voice. This next one that we're going to watch, guys, is um, who is this by? This next one is by John Griffith. And we're only going to watch part of this. The reason we're going to try and get through the whole thing, but we're running late today, and we don't want to keep you guys over past the top of the hour too much. Um, but this uh, presentation talks about what the culture is and what it means to work at CIG. So we're going to watch about maybe 15 minutes of it, and I'm going to probably cut it off at the 15-minute mark, but we will put the link in for you so that you can watch this at your own leisure because it's a really, really good show. I would encourage you to watch it when you have time to watch it. Uh, so let's go ahead and kick this off, FC, and uh, we're going to... See what we can do. Let me turn off that little St. Jude thingy there. Here we go. Hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, welcome to Star Citizen Live. Let's uh, go over here. Star Citizen Live uh, Game Dev One on One. Uh, I'm your host, Jared Huckabee, and it's been one of those days. Uh, we're here on our set, the only constant. We've pivoted things around a little bit, so you're seeing a section of the spaceship you uh, don't normally see. You see our lovely uh, helmet collection over here. Um, on today's show, uh, we're not going to talk so much about uh, stuff that's coming down the pipeline, stuff that's currently in, the pro uh, in progress. Uh, we're going to talk about process, uh, how we work, uh, how things are made in general, and how uh, people uh, choose to get into this business and, 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 and stay when there are so many other things they could be doing <laughs> that would probably pay them more money, but... We do it anyway. Uh, joining me on uh, uh, this trip today is lead environment artist, uh, 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 John Griffiths. Uh, and John, uh, let's start off real simply by telling folks uh, what it is that a lead environment artist does. Um, okay, so it might differ from company to company. Uh, so just bear that one in mind. But generally, it's your job to make lead the team on what it is you're making what, what it is you're creating and it's um you're mentoring artists you're also recruiting artists you're looking at the pipeline things that we you could do to improve it um any processes um you've also got to see uh, got to do a bit of well i think you should do anyway um scheduling um how much do we have the 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 right amount of resource to do the thing that we actually want to do um so that's why you know in every video i've been on there's been a bit of excel in there as well uh just can't get away from it um but yeah it's your you know you're the one who's holding the banner as it were and saying this is what we're making come on guys let's do this and girls or whoever and how long have you been with cag I've been at CIG for, what day is it? It's the 8th? It's the 9th. The 9th. So actually, I, I mean, I, I can't do the perfect maths, but I've been here for a year and 11 months, and it will be 12 months next month. Right. And in, in the industry? And in the industry, so I worked, so I did... I've done four and a half years in animated film, and then the rest is games. So probably about seven or, or eight, is that, hold on, so, yeah, something, something like that, 
Maybe even nine. Maybe even nine. You're watching game devs attempt to do math. Yeah. Twitch.tv yeah. slash star citizen. How about math? It's, it's just on my CV. It's so. just <laughs> counting. It's not even math. It's just counting. Um, now, there are different types of artists in game development. There, 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 there's, you're an environmental artist. There's props artists. There's, there's uh, you know, character artists, stuff like this. Uh, what, are the, what, what are the duties of an environmental artist? So we're building the world in which you are playing. So everything you, if you take out our role, then you'll just be playing in blank space. Um, you know, white or grey, that's it. Um, our job is to make it so that the world you're in is as seamless as possible. And for me, if anything, you know, we're supporting the gameplay, but it's also our job to try and help you feel like you're in this world. I think anything that potentially breaks the player out of their feeling of that place we haven't really done our job right so the longer we can keep you feeling like you're in well for us like a sci-fi universe or for other games i don't know a jungle or a lava planet or whatever um keeping the player thinking that they're in this reality uh that's my job yeah that's pretty cool now even within the team within the environment team. There's there's also different kinds of artists. There's concept artists. There's technical artists. Uh, uh, walk me through the, the kinds of artists that, that that exist to create these assets. So we have, um, or let's say in general, you'll have concept artists. So they're primarily a bit of three D and two D uh, painting pictures. Let's say they're given creating coming up with the ideas creating kind of inspiration for the team to then kind of run with. Um, to follow suit with what you were saying, technical artists, they're more focused on how we make stuff with the tools we have. So less about making things pretty, more about how can we give, make this tool easier for more people to use. Um, so. That I'm probably really simplifying <laughs> it. Saying, Sorry, as any as technical as artists out there. Yeah, tech artists are also the ones who, who take your gorgeous LOD zero work and then smoosh it down often. And, you know, it, to, yeah, to, I to, mean, to, we, to, environment artists do that a bit as well. But essentially, it has to be able to run. Um, so that's why we need the level of detail assets. Um, and, you know, I think... Most times they hold up quite well from, you know, quite a far distance. But, you know, that me also means that we can have more stuff loaded in as well at any one point. Um, yep, so character artists, well, I mean, this is just in the art team in general. Uh, names on the tin, I suppose. So they make characters. Um, prop artists, again, props. So I'd say, you know, maybe this chair would be a prop. Whereas the studio would be an environment. I think where where I want to go with this though is is there there's there's when I say different types of artists I mean there's there's hard surface modelers there's uh, there, there's folks who focus on organics like even yeah. just within the environment team there are different types of artists who specialize in different types of assets mm. because an environment is everything from like I said the you know the desert and a forest full of trees to an underground facility and whatnot, and the aptitudes for both of those are 
different. Mm. You know, so, someone who excels at making foliage, excels at making a, you know, sci-fi plants that look like they're from another world, might not have the same aptitudes to make, you, 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 you know, underground bunkers that look like, you know, they're, they're pristine and, 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 and uh, sterile and stuff like mm. that. So talk to me about the different types of, of artists, like, like I said, between like the, the, the hard surface stuff, the organic stuff. So with the hard surface, uh, so a lot of our, I would say, our environment artists are hard surface artists. Um, and they are creating, yeah, things like this studio, for example. Uh, walls, floors, anything that the player is kind of walking on or at least can see, um, that's what they're doing. With organics, yes, it, it's more, they're concerned about nature, so trees, plants, mining things, uh, rocks, whatever. But it's also the job of, I suppose, you know, artists on my team in particular to marry the organic and the hard surface together. So just because you're focusing on, you know, you're a hard surface artist, you're focusing on hard surface, hard surface you've got to think about how these, all these elements come together. Because if it's just kind of natural rock and then metal, that's going to look a bit weird. Um, whereas if we think about how it blends in, is there a structure in place? Is there a bit of a transition for it? Then that's going to be better. And that's keeping more in with that, what I was saying before about keeping people in the world that you're building. Within hard service artists, are there divisions even within that? I, I, there's, so in our company, we do have, um, so we have several different levels of artist from um so we have uh artists one two and three and then senior one and two then you've got leads and principals and then it's on into assistant art direction art direction senior art direction mm -hmm. all that jazz um so when you're starting out in the industry you're likely to be going into like an entry-level role um, so for us that's artist one and you know, after that, it's up to you in a way. It's kind of how much do you want to put in? How much do you want to do it? And how you execute things as well. Um, and then we're here as well. You know, people who leads and seniors are there to help the other, the kind of the lower um, levels out because ultimately we want them to grow as well. So everyone moves up the chain together. Uh, so if you're just joining us now, we're hanging out with lead environment artist John Griffiths. We're talking about a process this week, how things work, uh, the, the, the very nature of making games as opposed to any specific features that's coming out on the roadmap and stuff. Uh, you can check out Inside Star Citizen and stuff for that. Uh, I want to, you said there were seven levels. Now, even within that artist one, two, and three, they're variations of, of each other. Uh, then there's seniors, then there's lead, then there's stuff. So I'd like to talk to, the, to those four breakdowns mm -hmm. for a bit. All right, I'm going to stop right there, FC, because um, I just wanted to kind of show this so they could show how there's all these increments of movement within the job structure there. So just with these uh, environmental artists, he said there's lead, lead one, then two, then three, then there's, that's regular, one, two, and three, artists one, two, and three. Then there's lead one and lead two, and then there's senior leads, and then there's principals. So 
you know, coming into the company, I guess there's like these seven layers that you could work your way up to. Um, and CIG is a really big company. I mean, where they're what, like 1100, well, now, yeah. 1100 uh, employees now, right? Something like that. Um, but I think they picked up like 300 folks from when they did the merge with Turbulent and they were like at 800 then. So they've got a pretty decent size, pretty decent size, but they still got positions open. We just looked at that earlier when we started the show on right. the website, right? Ewok, thank you so much for that follow. We appreciate that. Thank you for the follow. Guys, we're still at 59.50. We need $50 to hit that 6,000 before we close out the show tonight um, for St. Jude Children's Hospital. Um, but I thought this was interesting as far as him just showing the breakdown uh, of that. You got any thoughts on what was being shared here with uh, Mr. Griffiths? Uh, not too much. Uh, it was an interesting um, episode. But yeah, I don't, I don't have much to say. We, we, we learned about uh, what, he, what his duties were and how, how he does them. I thought it was a great episode. Yeah, it's good stuff. You guys, make sure you check out the link. We'll put the link back in there for you again. If you really want to get some insight to how the structure works for the developers at CIG, this is a great episode to kind of get your feet, your feet wet with it. Feet wet with it. <laughs> I can barely get that out fast, card. Um, so yeah, that, <clears throat> that is John Griffiths, okay? Um, we're going to change gears a little bit here. We're going to kind of change the last few minutes of the show. This is kind of a last minute thing. Um, but I, I wanted to share this with the community. Um, I was on, uh, one of the platforms today. I think I was on Twitter. Is it Twitter or X fast card? I don't know what to call it these days. I just say Twitter. I'm not going to call it the other one. Yeah, X, I can't even get around that shit. <laughs> I just call it Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was on there today and, um, we have a good, a good friend of the community uh, by the name of Grockies. Um, Grockies has been around for a long time. And this message is really going out to you old school folks. You new people, you're not exempt from this, but I'm really directing this toward folks who've been around in the community for a while. Um, some of you who've been here for a while will remember Grockies. He's a streamer, he's a content creator. And sometimes you'll see him streaming on Twitch every once in a while now. Uh, but Grockies was very, very active in the community in the very early days of this whole project with Star Citizen. One of the things that that some of you may know him from is that Grockies was a voice actor, and he does a lot. He's like he's kind of like the uh, what was the guy who used to work for uh, Warner Brothers, um, Fast Card, who did all the voices. Um, he did Bugs Bunny and everybody. Oh, Mel Blank. Mel, Mel Blank. Blank. Yeah, he's kind of like a Mel Blank. He can kind of do like a Yosemite Sam voice. I mean, he does like all types of character voices, not just like voiceover stuff, but he, he does more character voices. And uh, thank you, Prisoner. Yeah, Mel Blank and uh, Zombie Pig. And so um, Grockies was in one of the very first, I would say, there were, there have been, a, there were, I, I want to say first, but there were some people who did some really good machinima in the early days of the Star Citizen project. This is before, this is back when we were in CryEngine. And these folks were, I don't know how the labor they put in to make this stuff real, but they made a lot of stuff that even wasn't in the game yet. And in fact, the person who put together the, the machinima that we're going to look at right now was Fiendish Feather. Fiendish Feather ended up getting hired by CIG. By the way, let me give a shout out to Wicked Wookie, who's in the chat. Yeah. Wicked Wookie, congratulations on that. CIG offered you a position. That's amazing. Uh, I see why you weren't able to take it. And I understand too, that is a serious move um, right. to go work at CIG, <laughs> but it's also great that they recognize your work just like the community does and you did a really, really good job. So uh, thank you, know, congratulations on that. Um, but Grockies, not Grockies, Fiendish Feather ended up working, but Grockies was one of the people who did voices 
on Fiendish Feathers uh, Machinima series. He was in there. Meyer was in there. Uh, Paul Shelley was one of the writers on this. Um, there was a good group of core people that produced about seven episodes of a series called Bulkheads. So what we want to do is show you guys episode one of Bulkheads so you'll know who Grok is. You can appreciate his talent. And then we're going to talk a little bit a bit after that about why we're highlighting him right now. So let's take a quick look at uh, this video um, of, of uh, Bulkheads. Grok plays the character... I forget what the character's name. The guy with the blue on It's the guy with the blue. Okay. There's a guy in red and guy in the blue. And the guy in the blue is Grock Keys. Okay. So he's the, the, for lack of a better term, he's the dumber guy in this group. Okay. So here we go. Let's take a look at it real quick. Wikipedia, didn't know you were here. Yes, Wikipedia worked on this. Yes, good to see you, Wikipedia. Hey, Wikipedia. Intruders detected. C deck corridor five. Bulkhead breach in progress. Good luck. Okay, this is it, Brock. Are you ready? Hell yeah. yeah he plays but, Brock. Uh... What if they come through another door? You're joking, right? Well, I mean, what if they just want us to think that they're gonna break through this door, but they go use another one instead? Brock, Command just told us they were coming through this door. Yeah, well, what if they're wrong? Or lying? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, you are. Okay, Brock, why? Why would Command lie to us? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're working with the pirates. But there are command. That's what they'd want you to think if they were pirates. Okay, Brock, listen to me. And listen to me real good. Command are not pirates. They're not against us, and they did not intentionally lose your laundry last Thursday. They definitely didn't try to assassinate you by planting a chicken bone in your soup last night. Now, please, we're about to be attacked if we could just concentrate on that door there for just, like, one single minute. Okay, but it goes past that, doesn't it, King? Think about it and add everything together. First, there's the crew. Look at us! The cooks poisoned us half to death with salmonella the other day. And then remember when someone accidentally turned off the barriers on the flight deck and Jake and Trevor got blown into space? It's madness. Madness, I say! Brock, just, just listen to yourself. I mean, it's like... You're saying that the guy that put itching powder in your underwear is out to get you. It's just a prank. These are all coincidences. Maybe just a bit of bad luck or something. But, I mean, what about that time that shipment of avocados fell over on Jerry? Faulty storage equipment, my ass. Or, or, what about when those stock rifles backfired and blew up in the faces of those two grunts? Second-rate ammunition? Eh, starting to see a pattern here. Okay, fine, bruh. Even if you have a point, we're gonna get blasted if they come through that door and we're not ready. Roger. Roger. Stop saying my name. Shut up, Roger. Attention. Simulation terminated. Pirates win. Again. I repeat. Oh, look at the terminated. little babies taking a nap. 
Brock, I should have you spaced out the airlock for this. Yeah, if command doesn't do it first. Bulkheads, are you two sleeping on the job again? You two had shields, and you didn't even manage to get one single shot off of the enemy? What are you gonna do in a pirate or a vandal attack? No, wait, I know what you're gonna do. You'll die because you're useless. Uh, <laughs> that there now, that's what we call a nice hole. <laughs> good, good joke, mate. Really, though. What's our target? Did I sound like I was joking? You sick, mate. The bloody Bengal. A UEE controlled Bengal at that. I signed on his crew to make money. Not going a suicide mission. You're new, so I'm gonna forget you said any of that. Listen, kid, that there is the Imperium. Worst crew in the entire UEE. We could attack that wheel in an Aurora with one rocket, no guns, and an on-fire power plant, and we'd probably come out on top. Trust me, they're harmless. Enough chatter, gentlemen. It's time to end the turrets. Arm the torpedoes, warm up the shields, stoke the fire, and put on the kettle. We've got some Marines to kill, and we better get it done before the tea gets cold. Okay, that is uh, <laughs> best card. How did, this is this goes back a ways, right? Yeah, I mean they had to make all those assets, not from scratch, but you know, some of them they did have to make some scratch. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah wow. Yeah. And Wikipedia <laughs> is here. Wikipedia said Wikipedia. I didn't know Wikipedia was here, otherwise I would have acknowledged them. Like Wikipedia worked on this project as well. There were a lot of people who came together to make this happen. It was very very cool. Now, why am I sharing this? I'm sharing this with you because as I was mentioning earlier, I was on social media earlier today and I saw a post by Grockies. And basically Grockies had, has put out a GoFundMe page because Grockies suffers from um, uh, an aspect of his mental health issue. And uh, he'll, if you, I'm gonna show you the page. You guys can visit the page. We're gonna put the link in for you um, so that you guys can check it out. Um, it's really kind of, I feel bad, you know, because he's gotten to a situation that was not under his faults. Uh, somebody did something to him that harmed him, and he was in need for, for needing some money for his Social Security deposit for where he lives. Now, let me put down some things here first. Um, first of all, we're at, we've are at reached our mark for $6,000 for St. Jude Children's Hospital. You guys, thank you. We're going to do the giveaway for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for that so much. I, I want to say that first off. And I know, this is, I know this is a double hit. But I'm mentioning this because earlier today I did post it on our social media. I posted it with Test Squadron uh, to people in the community who know Grock Keys. Now, when I did this earlier today, he was only at halfway where he needed to be. He needed $1,200. He was around $660. Since around 12 noon today, he, we, the, I guess this blast that went out and maybe what he put out went out to people and people have responded. He's at $1,290. So he has reached his goal of $1,200. Now, I'm only saying this again because I, it, he's a part of our community. We've known him for a long time. If you feel that you would like to give toward him, I would still encourage you to do that because he did have some damage that was done to his property. Also, to take some pressure off of him uh, because of what he's been going through, I want you to look at the video that is in that link. You'll see that he's very sincere. Difficult time to be asking for help. But we want to send him something just a little special, a little extra 
so that he can take some of the financial burden off because basically he had enough for his rent, but not enough to put down a, an additional security deposit. That's what they wanted from him. And so I want him to be in a little bit more comfortable space. If you can give toward Grog Keys, take a look at the page, take a read, take a look at the video. It's gonna go straight to him through GoFundMe, but I'm sure he would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And when we see people in our community who've gone through things, whether it's the fact that they've had a fire in their home or something has happened to them, uh, if we can, we try to extend to the community and let them know that these people need help. And our community has always been extremely, extremely helpful in giving to people. So we just wanna throw that out there for you guys to do that if you guys wanna help Grog Keys. Take a look at that link. Uh, you saw his work there, very professional. Uh, keep him in your thoughts because uh, he's going through some things, but he is he is getting better. He's doing better, but this would definitely be a setback for him because where he needs to live someplace where he feels safe and comfortable and losing that would just be something that would just take him steps backward from all of the progress that he's made with his, with the mental health things that he's dealing with. So that's what I want to say about that. You met Grakis, right, Fast Cart? Because he was in 2016 in LA. Gone, yeah. yeah, I met him. Yep, yep. Cool. Very, very cool sweet person. guy. Very, very sweet guy. You know, he's in character when you talk to him. He loves to having fun with his characters and stuff. Uh, but like I said... We're just going to put that out there for you guys. Ah, I'm showing my show stuff. You guys can take a look at that. And uh, definitely, if you want to support him, please do. And Fast Car, we got the link in there, right? Yes, we do. Yep, we do. Awesome sauce. Okay. Um, that's the name of that tune on that one. Um, let's get ready to wrap things up and do this uh, this giveaway. Fast Card, if you wouldn't mind, because um, I need a couple seconds to pull the giveaway together. Uh, I'm going to do the, the wrap. You could talk about that while I'm getting the giveaway stuff together. Is that okay? Okay. So, yes. On you, Thursday, we have Soul Talk at 9 p.m. Eastern, 1 a.m. UTC. That's where we talk about what's going on in Star Citizen that week. And But the great thing is, the community, yes, you get to come in and Discord and talk with me about what's going on that week. Typically, we cover ISC and, um, and Star Citizen Live, but we also cover, like, uh, stuff from the Comlink and the Dev Tracker. So it's always a fun show. We're always looking for new people to talk with. So if you're interested in coming in and, on, on, and talking with us on Discord, come in on Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 1 a.m. UTC for uh, Soul Talk. I want me to do Soul Voices you too? Do, you're doing it all of it because I'm typing. You're I don't know. Okay. All. all right. So Soul Voices at Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. UTC. That's where we get to talk one-on-one as opposed to having a more uh, uh, roundtable discussion with um, Griffin Gaming on PG. It's over here to my, well, <laughs> to my right, I guess. But yes, <laughs> Soul Voices, 3 p.m. That's part of a pod sat, or as you uh, expanded to say, podcast Saturday. Uh, starting at 3 p.m. Eastern for Soul Voices, then go to the after puppet uh, with um, Captain Table at 6 p.m. And then finally with Relay Station uh, with Relay SC at 9 p.m. Eastern and 1 a.m. UTC. And that's on Saturday. And then following that, next week, It'll be our, well, I, I guess it'll be, you, you could say it'll be our last episode before CitizenCon. We're doing a um, systems tour, another episode of system tour with Crusader. So that'll be 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you got the wrong date on there, but okay. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. Oh, yeah, we changed ETC. it. Yeah, we changed that date. Yeah, let people know it's going to be next week, right? The yeah, it's next week. So right. next Sunday. That, the, 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 the date on that is incorrect. But yeah, okay. next Sunday. So All that's right. it. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, thank you, Fastcart. I really appreciate that. Okay, I think I got this in pretty close to being right. You all don't be talking about me because I spelled Suntucky I weird, okay? But uh, 
I'm, I was under, I'm, page, under yeah, I'm under duress here trying to pull this thing together very quickly. Okay. <laughs> but we've just started the giveaway. Um, let's see, does it, is it popping up on the screen yet? Not yet. Yeah, it is. And it? if you're part of Soul Citizen, yeah. do not enter. Just letting you know. <laughs> let's see. You said it is popping up on the screen because I can't see it. Nobody's logged in yet. Oh, there we go. Yeah, okay. One, one of them. Yeah, one just there. There we go. All right. Awesome sauce. Okay. So you guys definitely check in on that, please. Uh, tick exclamation point ticket. I think it is. If you want to get in this yeah, for exclamation ticket. Yep. For the uh, Suntuck Yai and the Saber Comet uh, giveaway. Uh, we have with LTI. We have with LTI. We have a. Uh, we've shared this last week. We have a generous angel donor who has been just throwing things in along with what we've thrown in to give away to you guys. And they have a heart for St. Jude Children's Hospital, just like you guys do. And so he wants to share the love with you guys, with the community. And so we want to uh, say, yeah, check it out. Okay. Um, we're going to get, get a, a, we did get an anonymous donation for $1. Appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, we're not, you know, whatever people can give, we appreciate it. So yes, thank sir. You. Every little bit helps. We are happy with everything that we get. $6,001. You guys are great. We're going to make our way to that 7,000. What are we giving away at $7,000 fast card? Uh, the Banny Merchman, not my Banny Merchman, a Banny Merchman. We're giving away, we're giving away fast cards, Banu Merchantman at 7,000. No, stop, don't do that. <laughs> we're giving away his Banu Merchantman, uh, at 7,000. The opinion of, of Griffin Gaming RPG do not reflect the right. Yeah, I know, I know. Okay, but yeah, we're gonna, we are gonna give away a Banu Merchantman. If we get to $7,000, then we've got two weeks still. So there's still time, there is still time. Let's see where we are with the uh, Grockies. You guys have put Grockies' uh, donations at $1,372. That's an extra $172 to help him out. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Awesome, awesome. We have the best community over here with Soul Citizens. Thank you guys so much for that. It's, we're, he's going to be totally surprised that this number's doubled just within today. It's, uh, I'd be surprised. I know that. Okay, we are almost there. We're getting ready to close this out, gang. Um, it's 9.03. Make sure you get in there, exclamation point ticket. This is going to be the last call. I'm going to give you guys about 10, 15 seconds to get that in. If you want to be a part of this, two ships, LTI, Suntukii, and the Saber Comet. Alrighty. Let me get my thing. Now, you, only need to, you only need to enter once, but if you want to make sure that you enter, yeah, yeah. no problem. But it, it, it'll give you that thing that you too many tickets. But yeah. yeah, you only need to enter one. Yep. All right. And if you're a subscriber, you get twice the uh, odds of winning too. So for those of you who are subscribers, if you guys jumped in, you double your chances to getting to winning. Okay. All right. Well, we are there. I am giving you your 10 seconds. Actually, I give you more than that. We're getting ready to no colossal, no colossal. <laughs> I saw that. No colossal. We're going to close it out right now. And let me close the giveaway. And all right, fast cart, it's on you. Why don't you give us the countdown and we'll punch it? Five, four, three, two, one. Boom. Oh, vengeful, vengeful. vengeful 1997. Vengeful. Congratulations, 2.70. Congratulations, vengeful. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Now you got to give us a shout out. I know you were here earlier. Is he here still? Yeah, there he is. There okay. he is. Sweet. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> awesome. That is awesome. Oh, you want to do the Gmail thing, or you want to? Yes, vengeful. You need to send us your RSI email. 
send it to soul citizens with an S at the end, soul citizens at gmail.com. <clears throat> My voice is going at gmail.com. And we will, show almost over. <laughs> yeah, I know. We will get that out to you as soon as possible. But uh, we appreciate you being here. And as, like Bascard says, congratulations. Um, again, let me reiterate, don't forget Soul Talk on Thursday nights with Fastcart. Uh, we're going to be winding down. Oh, we we're going to talk about the convention real quick. Um, convention weekend, October 21st and 22nd. Um, there are about 12 or 13 of the Soul Citizens team. About seven of us are going to be gone. We're going to be in Los Angeles. Um, and then there will be some Soul Citizens members who will be in our Discord during CitizenCon when they're showing all the presentations. I don't know what the hours are. I don't know who's going to be here, but somebody's going to be we hanging don't know out. The schedule. Yeah, last year people were hanging out with us all throughout the thing. So there will be some people who will be hanging out here. So if you guys want to come and hang out with us that day, if you see that our Discord has folks in it, feel free to drop in and hang out. Now, the thing that we are going to try to do while we're there, we do have a booth at the event. We will try to, on occasion, if we can, it depends on how the Wi-Fi is there because they aren't providing it. So if the Wi-Fi is decent enough that we can pick it up in the building, <clears throat> we may do some streaming from our booth area, interviewing people and talking to folks. If not, if we don't do that, we're going to do one of two things. We are going to stream, try to stream live our post-show initial reactions. It'll probably be like for maybe 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes, where I think who's going to be going? Yo-Yo Meg is going. BBG is going. Fastcard is going. Geo is going. Updi is going. I'm going. And I'm forgetting somebody. Oh, uh, Nomad. Nomad. No, Nomad is going. So we're, oh, all, Nomad. Okay. so we're all going to try to get together. It'll probably be maybe at our host. Oh. Oh, oh Gomab is going. going. Oh, he's going. Okay, Gomab is going. Okay, he changed the mind. All right. <laughs> I didn't know. I know he was. I know he got a ticket and he wasn't sure. Okay, so Gomab's going to be there. So there'll be eight of us there. No, we didn't know, man. He didn't tell us. <laughs> Dude, you told us you might go, and that was the last right? conversation I heard. And I saw you. Wait, I did see you put the thing in there about his shirt the other day. And I meant to ask yeah. you, are you going? So I, that was. I did see that. Okay, so I'll grant you that much. Oh, Nomad's oh, yeah. not going. Okay, Nomad's not going. Nomad is not going. All right, so there we'll be back to seven now. Okay, so <laughs> we're going to give you our initial reactions on Saturday night, and then we're going to probably do it again on Sunday night, and that's going to be around six or seven o'clock their time. So this is what we may do. I'm not sure if we're going to do it live. It depends on how the Wi-Fi is. If the Wi-Fi is good, we'll do it live. If it's not, we're going to record it, and then I'm going to upload it to YouTube, Okay but there'll be a post there letting you know what we're going to do. So just want to kind of give you guys a little bit of a heads up on what we're thinking about doing for that on, um, on, on citizen con weekend. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Somebody's dropping me messages here. Oh, okay. Oh, I see no, that was just me. That was you go dropping go mob in. Okay. I got you. Okay. So that's going to be citizen con weekend as we close to that. Don't forget to tell people about St. Jude Children's Hospital. Once again, thank you for the donations that you guys gave for Grokkies, especially if you did it. Thank you for the other tonight. dollar. Another dollar. And, and another dollar. Yes, thank you. You're keeping adding to St. Jude. Every little bit helps, guys. Whatever you can give, we really appreciate it. Uh, once again, congratulations, uh, uh, Wicked Wookie. We really enjoy your work. We hope you continue to grow and develop and create even bigger things. And maybe one day, you know, maybe one day you might make that CIG trip after all. Who knows? Um, but again, thank you for being here because we always appreciate showing your work as well. FC, you got anything else before we close out? No, I gotta find someone to raid. I've already got somebody. No. We're gonna do subliminal. Yeah, you got somebody. Yes, sir. We're gonna do subliminal. We guys are gonna go check out subliminal TV tonight. You guys know subliminal. He's got great information. He's very in depth in evaluating uh, all the ships in Star Citizen. 
Uh, when you get over there, let them know that you came over from the Soul Citizens. And uh, thank you guys for being here tonight. Thanks again, I do have, expat. I do have one let me finish. 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 Let me finish before I forget. Let me expat brat. Thank you for the raid that you gave us tonight. And those of you who came over from expat brat, we really appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Now you can go ahead and go. Sorry about that. So thank you for all the birthday wishes. I appreciate it. Thank you for the birthday wishes. This birthday thank ain't you. came yet, y'all. Y'all wait till two weeks from now. <laughs> now your birthday was when? When is your birthday? Yesterday? Today? October eighth. Today. It's today. I got something set up for you. <laughs> oh my God. Why did I keep thinking it was next week? It was Monday. Oh, I got my everybody, days. Everybody always think it's Citizen Con weekend. Oh my God. Like, That's what threw me off. But no, but I put something together. Oh my God. Okay, y'all. We're going to have to. Okay, we'll save it for Citizen Con because that's when Fast Car usually does celebrate his birthday. So happy birthday, FC. I don't know how I forgot Thank about you. the 8th. Thank you. No problem. Thank you guys for reminding <laughs> me. No problem. I've been working on this thing for him. Jesus Christ. Okay, well, your, your, present, <laughs> your present isn't arriving until later. I'm sorry, it's not here. So you're going right, to no you're gonna have to wait for That's your present. Because, cool. yeah, I tried to put in and make sure it gets here. So it ain't here yet. All right. Thank you guys so much for being here. Happy birthday to Fast Card, everybody. And thank you guys once again for all that you've done. Uh, we're going to go to Subliminal. Here we go. As always, they say, peace, love, and soul. Bye. <laughs> it just popped out that quick. Soul Citizen, what's up, guys? <laughs> I didn't know what I don't know what type of stream you thought you were you were rating, but we have gone down a tangent. Um, 